Marshall live and I am live you guys it is June 11th it is Thursday now wipe that camera off just in case somebody does tune into the Marshall Gillen show you guys were coming to you live every single day Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. the greatest show on the internet uh, that nobody knows about yet potentially the number one show of all time I don't know we're gonna find out you guys we have another jam-packed episode today Listen, we're doing it two times as good today. Uh, double trouble. 
if you will. I'm bringing on two of my very good friends, uh, two men, uh, one who I've met and become good friends with, one who I haven't met, but I've still become good friends with. And uh, you guys, the power of the internet, literally. Uh, like I guys, I tell you everything in life. Uh, it's however you use it, however you perceive it. Social media, although uh, can be a mental fuck for sure, uh, it can also be used for good. And we're gonna prove that today uh, on the show. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. But wherever you guys are tuning in from, let me know if you guys are watching this live or coming back on replay. Let me know uh, what you guys are doing. Now, check it out. Before we get into the first guest, his name is Brian Jones. I do want you to know that we're going to be bringing on Josh Zuinga on the second half of the show, talking about some real estate. And uh, I had a little costume change. Josh is fancy, okay? Josh is like, Josh is fancy. Not, not good or bad. Not teasing. But I got a little costume change for uh, the second half of the show because I'm a classy guy. This is a classy show, and uh, we're a classy operation. So sometimes you got to dress up classy. But in the first uh, hour here, we're going to bring on Brian Jones. But I just want to ask you guys one question before we do. Who here feels like they need a vacation? Like literally who feels like they need a vacation? I was sitting here. Uh, I was editing yesterday's uh, nightly show. If you guys haven't here on YouTube, gone and seen that yet. Uh, Kyle uh, Dillinger, uh, he released his second episode of the nightly show last night. Go check that out. An amazing guest on. But I'm sitting there yesterday and I'm editing the show, uh, that show. And my, my, I get a text from my buddy, uh, Adrian. Um, and he's off all weekend. He just found out. So he texts me. Yo, bro, you want to go to Denver? And I was like, go to Denver. He's like, yeah, you want to go to camping in Denver, Denver for the weekend? We'll leave Thursday night and we'll be back by Monday. And I said, yeah, fuck it. Let's go, right? And so it's cool because I literally have been feeling like I need a vacation. And so for me to be able to, at a place where I'm in my life, in my business, where I can just throw things into the car whenever I want, like, I feel like I'm on vacation right now. Like, you know, the day, the, like the last day of work before vacation and you're like completely checked out, like you wear jeans to work and you're like, what the fuck ever, I don't care. That's how I feel right now today. Not that I don't care, but I'm like, it feels like that right before vacation mode. Now, if you're listening or watching this show, maybe you haven't created the opportunity yet in your life where you can have that kind of freedom where you can just run and go, right? So, but before you're like, fuck you, Marshall, don't rub it in my face. That's not what I'm saying. Why I'm saying that is because for most of the people that watch and tune in and a lot of my friends, they need a little bit more time to plan. They need to set some things up and have kids watched or jobs covered or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I totally respect that. And so what I did is I know that I like vacations. I know that you guys need vacations. And in September for Labor Day, I'm going on vacation. Uh, and I rented a house in South Lake Tahoe. Uh, there's some rooms available in it. If you want to go on vacation with me, like that's it. There's no, there's nothing else. Like I'm going to a badass place in Tahoe. I'm going to take care of everything, all the food, drinks, all the activities, everything. If you just want to go on vacation, hit me up, Marshall Palooza. But enough of that, you guys, I want to bring on a very special guest, a man who once built a podcast that was listened to far and wide. And then he got a change of heart and he's been exploring that change of heart. And he's been doing his best to find the Jones zone. You guys, Without further ado, I want to bring on the incomparable Brian Jones. Yo, bro, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing, Marshall? I'm doing good, bro. So the, you're only the, I think you're the second time I've brought somebody on like this where I'm like doing my thing and I bring you on. And right now, your audio is not seen with your lips. I saw that. So maybe we'll bounce out here in a second. I'm just going to go with, we're going with it. I think it's going to balance out. I think it'll balance out. I think so. I got these big headphones here. Dude, you look official, bro. 
Dude, I bought these headphones for my new podcast, and uh-huh. they've just been sitting on the shelf for like six months. What's your podcast called? Undisputed Awareness. I haven't when started you, it yet. When's it start? I don't know. Soon, hopefully. Oh, bro, come on, man! Don't yeah. do the soon stuff. I've What's been saying that? that. I've been saying this crap for like six months, since like uh, probably like well, bro, October. You saw me. I've been. I was saying I was going to start a, a Marshall Gillen show. I tried like six times. And I just couldn't keep with it. Like all these. I don't know what it is for you, but all these limitations were coming out. But um, I mean, this is like uh, this. This is going to be finishing up now the third full week. And um, dude, everything has been like sales have been up. Uh, traffic has been up. Um, downloads obviously because I wasn't doing it before. So obviously those are up. Uh, but the channel subscriptions, everything's going up. Views are going up, and it's crazy because it's like I don't know where you're at, dude, but. I, I just, I've never really committed to anything. And some people are like, oh, dude, really? Like that, that like you've had like success though. And I'm like, no, yeah. bro, it was all just flashing. I was, yeah, dude, I was writing about that yesterday uh, or actually two days ago. It's, uh, I was writing about that. And w- what writing has done for me is, is increased my awareness. So I was able to write down what the topic of the day was. And it was basically the theme was that I had been giving up on myself way too much before even giving myself the opportunity to get good at something, I'd be like, right. ah, fuck it. So uh, yeah, well, where, where, did, where did you find examples of you doing that? Like, uh, anytime for, for my, my career in the air force, I was like, eh, you know, I could have stuck with it, but I was like, eh, it's not for me. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, my school majors, uh, my jobs, uh, the podcast, there's a lot of examples where I've just been like, yeah. Eh. Have you, you know, got, do you feel like you've gotten to the bottom of like what the root cause is of what makes you what like the first yeah, experience? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think that's a lack of it was a lack of confidence. And, yeah, uh, uh, unwilling to go through the struggle. Like I was, I was, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to struggle. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I would fall back onto what was comfortable, where it'd be like, okay, uh, this is known. I'm, right. I've I've been subconsciously quitting on myself for my whole life. Right. So it's like that's the bottom of it. It's like okay, so now I need to. Uh, improve my confidence by doing the hard shit. Right. That's, that's the only way through it. But like, how do you get to it? How did you get to the place in your life where you were like, okay, fuck it. Like I can't do this anymore. Um, like obviously it's a gradual process and you're always working on it, but like, how did you get to that breaking point finally where you decided like enough is enough? So last year, it was actually about 15 months ago. I would say like January, February, March, about a year ago, I was just like the worst three months of my life. I was mm. struggling so bad uh, in every way, like financially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, mentally. I was just done. I was just tired. And uh, I actually went on a quantum hypnosis healing session. Have you heard of that? I have. QHHT? Yeah. Yep. Dolores Cannon. Do you know her? Dolores Cannon, Bad to the Bone. Oh, shit, her videos on YouTube are what's up. So I had my, I had my good friend who is a uh, QHHT uh, I guess hypnosis healer, I guess is the title, but That's yeah, she did. A set, she, yeah. Yeah. Here in, here in South Carolina, here in, uh, in Fort Mill, South Carolina, the champion. uh, yeah, BB. Yeah. She did a great job. And, uh, basically I got down to like, I asked, she told me to come in with a list of questions per, to ask my higher self. And so I was like, one of the questions was why am I struggling so much right now? And the answer that I channeled from my higher self was you have to go through the struggle so that you know what other people are going through mm-hmm. so you can help them out. So right. I think that my entire existence up to that point where I was struggling and not taking any action and just going back to old old ways of living and thinking 
was because I had to get to that point to, so right. I could become aware of it to help other people. Right. I, I dig that, man. And so what, when you left that, well, first off, I mean, what else happened to that trip? Ooh, a lot of childhood stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, cause I was going through a divorce at the time and I was just, uh, I was just in a weird spot, man. Right. So like she asked, she took me to, when I say she took me to, I'm, I'm going to say baby guided me, yeah. my, my, my subconscious to a place where I was in, I grew up in South Dakota on an air force base and I had a great childhood, man. A lot of our, I still talk to a lot of my friends from there. And, uh, one of the first places that I went to that I was guided, it's kind of like a dream, was at the youth center where we used to all hang out, shoot hoops, you know, go to the snack bar. Right. And, uh, you know, just have a fun time. It was a fun childhood. So she, we, she, told, she asked me to explain what I saw. So I was like, I, I started naming my friends. I was like, me, Billy, Gabe, Garrett. Wow. We're playing basketball. And then we go to the youth, we go to the snack bar. And she's like, what did you eat? Or yeah, she goes, did you eat anything? I was like, yeah, I had a hot dog. So we always, I, every time we got done playing basketball, we went to the snack bar, got hot dogs. And we also got like suicide drinks or I did suicide yeah. drinks, you know, the fountain drinks where you go. Yeah. 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 She's like, so what are you drinking? I was like, a suicide drink. And she's like, okay. So what else do you see? I was like, Bobby Allen's coming. Bobby Allen is a friend of ours, right? So Bobby Allen was a friend of ours who we never really liked. He, okay. he was that kid who hung out. He was a punk. He always yeah. cost shit. And uh, so Bobby I was like, I Allen. see Bobby Allen. Fucking Bobby Allen. Yeah, fucking Bobby Allen. I think every, I think every like 12-year-old group has a Bobby Allen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, then we went on to my wedding day. And so she was like, what do you see? I was like, I see my mom, my dad, my, my brother, everybody, my family is with me. And uh, so at the end of the session, I'll, I'll skip to the end of the session. She, uh, she asked me, you know, what was I supposed to learn from the youth center? And it was like the goal, the, what I was supposed to learn from that experience was to be happy. You have to have fun. Like right. people stop having fun. hundred percent. And that's, that's what I love about Marshall Palooza, man. That thing looks like it's going to be freaking fun and yeah. people need it. It's fun. And then um, she asked me about, you know, what was I supposed to learn from the wedding uh, scene? And um, what I learned from that was that I'm surrounded by love. My family mm. loves me. I'm, all, I'm always surrounded by love. Mm. And um, going back to the youth center, she goes, what was the point of the suicide drink? And this is deep. I know, I know you'll get a kick out of it. Or not a kick, but you'll get appreciation okay. out of this. Uh, what I said was suicide is good for a drink, but it's not a solution. And right. at the time, I was I was having some serious thoughts. Right. Not like I, not that I really wanted to act on because you know I'm a dad. I got two lovely daughters who I just adore and love. I would never you know do that to them. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about it quite often. Yeah, because I was just in a really bad spot. Uh, but yeah, that was a that session, man. That was very very powerful stuff. And I, I actually walked away with uh, forgiveness. For my to myself and also to to my ex, like right. I was able to process a lot of emotions that I had never learned how to process before. Dude, that's fucking powerful, man. Well, let me because you you just you know you shared some very vulnerable stuff with us. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this first before we I unpack that. Before you went to the quantum healing, BB. Uh, mm -hmm. Before you went to see BB, uh, what was your mindset on that type of healing? 
have you ever experienced it? Were you fully open no. to it? Were you skeptical? Like what were yeah. you doing before you went in? So no, I was fully, fully open to it. I wasn't skeptical. Okay. Uh, so BB was on my podcast and I had um, a couple other people in that field on my, on the Jones zone podcast when my brother and I were doing it. Uh, and I had been, you know, you know, reading up on it myself. So I was, I was, I wasn't a skeptic at all. I was fully, uh, fully open to it. And, um, uh, so yeah, it was, it was great though. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. So let me ask you this then, if it's somebody listening or watching, uh, that maybe they're having suicidal thoughts or maybe they're really struggling right now. And we're going to get more into that in a second, but it's like, um, what would you say to somebody, Brian, that, that you know that this could help, but is like, bro, I'm not into like witchcraft and stuff. Would you, yeah. would you even try to say anything to them or would you, when, what, what do you so, are, is our space in that? How do we, what do we do? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, you know, I'm a big Aaron Dowdy guy. I think you yeah, are as well. Yeah. He says you can only perceive that which you are the vibration of. Um, so I, I don't think I would try to convince anybody. I think that uh, they would have to ex be willing to uh, be open-minded on their own. Right. Because I think if I, yeah, if I'm like, just do it, just do it. Well, they have these reservations and they have these doubts and it's like, just trust me on this. It's like, well, you know, yeah. I, so I think that everybody's on their own individual journey. Yeah. So I think when the time comes, you know, give it a shot. But from my perspective, it, it helps me. So yeah. if, if you're suicidal, if you're depressed, you know, really think about it. Um, something different. Find something different. So it's something different because what we're currently doing isn't, isn't working. So no. let me, I'm going to ask you something because I, it's been a, a long time removed for me and it's just the raw emotion that I can remember, but it's like, um, you know, what is that feeling? Why, what is that? What is that? That's taking people to the spot of like, where they're thinking of harming themselves because literally when I travel and I speak, bro, like it doesn't matter how wealthy or successful the room is I'm speaking in at least half of the people will raise their hand. And I'm like, who in this room has ever thought about hurting themselves and more than half the room everywhere we go. Right. And so it's like, what is that? Like, um, is it society? Is it pressure we're putting we're, on ourselves? Like, what, what your I think so. We're not taught how to process our emotions, how to deal with it. We, we think that is weak. I, th I think that's how, it, I think that's what it is. Like, cause those depression is anger turned inward and we were not, and we we're not able to deal with that. We find something else to occupy our thoughts, occupy our time, whether it's working out, which is good. But there's a lot of emotional bypass going on because we don't want to deal with it because it sucks and it's hard and it's scary. Right. So uh, we just we're not either not taught or we don't want to. And for my example, for for me, until I until I had Brandon Hawk on my podcast, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know about the four A process where you can amplify your energy and transmute it into inspired action. I didn't know that. So I would spend days on my couch just unconsolable like nobody right. nobody any, like nobody could say anything to me that would cheer me up i would just be fucking like stuck to the couch in a but you knew state you knew that you were in that state i mean you oh, were yeah. aware of it and you wanted to get out of that state i mean you thought you wanted to get out of that state like consciously you wanted to but nothing mm -hmm. anybody, nothing anybody said yeah. anything yeah you. exactly it's uh like, well, when your kids yeah came nothing changed stuff. it would go like the the, the was that what about like when your kids are around? Is that is that like when you when your daughters are like? Is like did that change? I could, I would put a little fake front on it. Hey, girls! But no, uh, I wanted to say, it, and it, it affected my relationship. Like wow, it, it did. Like I I wasn't because when you're in that state, you can't be the the ideal father that you want to be. 
Um, right. Because I, I like, I know I can't just turn it off when I'm feeling that intensely depressed. I can't just turn it off and go play. I didn't have the energy to go play. I didn't want to go play. So let me it's, ask you this, dude. So like your girls run in, um, you, they're excited to see you and you have to put on the show inside you you're, you're just, you're dying inside. Yeah. What is it that you're actually like, is there a trigger that you can remember that you're like, like what is, what is it you're actually, where's the anxiety? Where's the depression coming from? Like where, where, what do you remember? Like what it was for any of the viewers to relate? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was financial. You yeah. Know, just like most people, he's just like, like cause at the bro. time I was in, I was doing real estate full time. And you know, if you don't close, you're not getting paid. And so I had all these bills piling up the fights with the wife. Uh, but then it was more than that. It was also like not being fulfilled. Like right. I'm living the life. Like I'm just going through the motions here. Right. Like I could get a, a commit. I could, I could get a couple commission checks here tomorrow, but is that going to fill the void that I'm, right. <laughs> that I have inside? I yeah. like it was, I was searching for something, but not knowing what it was. Dude, so that, that yeah. Yeah. And added to the anxiety. It's just like, shit. Bro, I mean, that's where I was. It's like, um, you know, in 2019, it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I couldn't make any, it couldn't make money anymore. It's, I was just, I, I, there was no energy left in me to go out mm -hmm. and get it because the way that I had been getting it was so unfulfilling and so just indicative of how Marshall Gillen had always been that like, I get it, bro. Like, yeah. I get it. I, I think 2019 was a, for both of us was a lot was the a lot the same man in, in regards of like we it was just our time. I don't yeah. know about you, but um, I was just saying on a, a show I was on last night, a guest on on last night. I was like, dude, I procrastinate and everything. I'm like, it's like I waited 35 years to get started, so God had to cram like a whole year of like spiritual awakening into one year. To be ready to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 2019 crazy. was that year for me as well. Uh, well. It was a lot of things going on, but it was like that's where the growth is, though, dude. Oh, dude, you 100%. know, yeah, hundred percent, dude. I people think I'm crazy, man, but I'm. T I tell them I'm like last year was the most pain, even even worse than the year I tried to kill myself. Like last year was the worst year of my life, but at the same time, like I simultaneously knew that it was like the best time of my life. And I know people like that don't, haven't gone through it, like any kind of an awakening or any kind of a healing, they don't really get that. Yeah. But like, the whole entire time I was just, I was so grateful because I knew that this was the the battle I was supposed to be having for so long that yeah. I hadn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like when you, when you when you realize that and you realize you're going through the struggle, it's like, okay, there's, there's, there's something exciting on the other side here that's oh, gonna make bro. it totally worth it, you know? 100% true, man, 100% true. Look. I got to ask you a question um, about, because we got to know on the Marshall Gillen show, we got to know where everybody stands on what the fuck is going on out in the world right now. But before you tell me, we're going to go to a short commercial break. When we come back, you guys, I'm going to dive into this with Brian. I'm going to ask him some tough questions. I have literally have no idea what he's going to say. He may not even want to answer, but we're going to probe him. We're going to prod him. We're going to get to the bottom of what Brian Jones knows after short commercial break. So if you guys have questions, if you guys want to tune in, if you guys want to talk with Brian and pick his brain a little bit, yeah, now's your chance. Uh, get him while he's hot here on the Marshall Gillen Show. You guys go grab some water or coffee. Go you have a bathroom break. You know the drill. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the Marshall Gillen Show. We are live with Brian Jones. Thank you.
Marshall Gillen show. Uh, that transition was a little off, wasn't it? I didn't realize I was back on camera yet. And, um, you know, but one day when this is like the Marshall Gillen show, that's the number one show in the world. I'll have people that do that. Maybe, maybe you watching or listening to this is the person that's going to do that. I don't know. Maybe you want to go on adventures with me. I don't know. We're going to find out. Welcome back to the second half of the first hour of the Marshall Gillen show. We're here with Brian Jones. Brian, thanks for hopping on, man. I first off got to say that that shirt pro is off the hook man thanks dude thanks where, where did you get that at so uh a couple months ago i was scrolling through facebook and i saw this ad into the am and uh, they oh. had a bunch of shirts like this and i was like dude these are freaking dope, dope. so yeah i was like i clicked Bro. on the website and every shirt that i was i was like listen this is dope this is dope <laughs> if you guys go to marshallgillon.com you guys can go find marshall merch but i'm just gonna say right now that the shirt that you're wearing shit. <laughs> anything I have in my store. Yeah. That's my yeah, game up, man. That's dope. I like I like it though because it's like uh I mean I'm a very vibrant color kind of guy. When I used mm. to I used to be um I used to work in banking and so when I was young and so I had I used to wear a suit to work every day and I was always a dude that like had the very vibrant like express like vibrant colors and ties. Yeah. That kind of shit sticks out to me. It, it's I, kind of like uh, I think of like uh, how are how guys like you and I are too. Like like literally like you know that's a Th a representation of what we how we view our reality it's like we open yeah. the door and it's like what is out there and all the yeah exactly it's like let's go let's, let's go explore baby <laughs> i feel like yeah. that's why we, we connect like and so we we're just talking about i mean again we don't have any particular stance or view that we're pushing here on the marshall gillen show but i am curious because we have been talking about it i have been talking about it so much uh lately because dude it's so crazy what's going on like how, what are your thoughts and feelings just, just in general, not like right or wrong, but like, how are you feeling? Like what has been, what has been going on in your mind? You come out of this depression, you're starting to get your life on track. You're excited about life. And then boom, it seems like everything is shut down. We're all dying. Uh, and now there's a race war that's been incited. And so where, where, what's going on in Brian Jones life as, as far as that? That's a good question, Marshall. Uh, I, it gets exhausting. You know, it does. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it really does. And I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it anything uh by any means i understand like what's going on with the george floyd death and the riots i i 
there's a part of me I look I get it I get the the um the outrage I do I really do I can't understand what they're what what African Americans are going through because I'm not African American I, I I that's something I can't understand I can however get behind uh raising everybody up yeah uh, yeah they, I mean I I you know as far as Corona nineteen goes gee uh it's a mess. Yeah, you saw my you saw my post the other day. It's, it's it's a it's a dog and pony show. The whole I think the whole thing was a dog and pony show. I think that that you know yeah people are getting sick and dying. I'm sorry. I yeah I'm sorry for that. Uh, however, the whole thing, it, it, you know, the economy is 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 down. People right. are now getting more money uh, on unemployment than they were working their jobs. You know, so it's 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 weird, man. And then Fauci, you know, what what do you say now? The masks don't work. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I just—it's the whole thing is crazy. I mean, I obviously you know where I stand on that. I think the audience knows where I stand, and I respect mm -hmm. the views. But it's always like that's the first thing people go. Well, how do you explain everybody that died? I'm like, well, watch the show. I explain that. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, but like basically, what they were saying is that the test that tests for COVID doesn't really test for a, a virus. It tests for a genetic mutation inside your lungs, which is the precursor to a plethora of other things. And so it's like, I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, what about the doctors and all the nurses? Like, how, how do they not know? And it's like, well, you have to understand how medical coding works in the system. It's like, they get little numbers and the numbers have a little description. And so it's like influenza is this number. And, and so there was no new codes added. It was just like, they just updated the descriptions of already existing diseases. And so when people really dive into to the facts, it's like, how do you, how do you not see this? And there's, we are. Yeah. And there's so much misinformation. It's like, how, like, like not just this, like everything. It's like, how do we know what yeah. to believe? We like, you got this guy telling this thing. Okay. So let me go research this. Okay. Yeah. This makes sense. Then you got this person telling us this thing. I'm like, maybe we go, this maybe doesn't make as much sense. I don't know. It's just like the whole thing is kind of like, man, what do we believe? Yeah. Dude, it's, it's crazy though. What time to be alive because I'm, I'm excited about it because. To me, it seems whoever's behind, whoever the man behind the curtain is or the man and women behind the curtains are, is it seems like there's just no way for this to continue if there is any kind of craziness going on because the internet is like just, I mean, it's a, a world full of people like you and I, like, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. want more, that want the truth, that want more love, that want more connection. So I'm like, bro, you can't hide. Like, I, again, I don't, I'm not saying one way or the other. But I'm sure you've started to see the uh, stuff coming out about is was the George Floyd thing like was it yeah. real or not? Like I saw a video where I mean, listen, Gillian. So that's the thing because I, I I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, like, is it real? But then again, you're like, okay, well, they're like, it, it was real because he died. But then have again, was it part of a bigger plan? So have you seen the video? Because no, when, when you actually video. stop it when they, and they break it down, you see that the, the person that's being lifted on the gurney has no fucking legs. And so there's literally a, there's literally a, a company called Stigma Sigma 7, uh, and they manufacture crisis dowel, like replicate, like they make mannequins for crisis training. And they're, you know, there's pictures of them holding up and they look real and stuff. And so there's all this evidence that, and I was just, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not saying what is right or wrong. I don't know. Um, I posted this on my Instagram earlier today. You can't really see it, you guys. But basically what it's showing is it's showing the two different angles of the George Floyd thing, uh, the George Floyd incident. Uh, what it's showing is that from one angle, the, there's white lines on a dark piece of the pavement, clearly. Like there's there's white uh, light pavement and dark pavement. There's white lines on the dark pavement. In the other one, the lines are flip-flopped. 
and the stripe is on the light side and not in the dark. I mean, it's supposed to be the same picture, same time, but there's, there's not. And then, so in this picture down here, when he actually gets hauled away, there's a quick clip, a quick spot and you, they can stop it and see it perfect. And it looks like this dude they fucking are picking up has no fucking legs. And then you go, okay, well, how long have we been watching movies and TV where people have been getting violently murdered? Like shit. I'm not saying what's right or right, real or right, right or real or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know, bro. But I've just been looking lately. And so I, again, how, what are we supposed to believe? And so in a world where let's not get lost in that, but let's just say, okay, Marshall, okay, Brian, like what could be really going on, bro? I don't know. So what do you suggest to your people and your audience? Like, what do you suggest that we do in a time when we don't know what to trust? We don't know where to go. Like, what can, what can we do to stay healthy and focused on what were our goals? I mean, how do we do that during a crisis like this? So I think a lot of people are trying to fix the world right now. Ooh, fix, yeah. They're trying to fix the world Ooh. when they're not, they, like when they're not having to fix them. Yeah. Wow. When they haven't fixed themselves. Right. So I think if we, I think we are, I think the external reality is a reflection of our internal reality. So we have a lot of people out there going out, trying to, trying to save the world, trying to fix the world. But deep down, they haven't, they haven't tackled what's inside their hearts. Right. They haven't dealt with their own shit. So my advice would be to deal with your own shit first. Clean your own house. Take care of your own house. And then the reflection of that will be you'll be bringing a different energy to people to change the world in the collective uh, regards. So, um, And that's the thing, man. A lot of people – they get into it on social media. It's so much easier to argue and to yell at each other, but nothing is getting done You're so by right. doing that. You're not going to change other people's minds. They're not going to change your mind. So what are we doing here? It's a vicious cycle. So until we like seek to understand and then to be uh, seek to understand, and then to be understood, you know, uh, Steve Covey said that in seven highly ha seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah, you know, not and the, nobody's trying to seek other people's opinions anymore. They, they're, they're, the ego has taken over, and they're more concerned about being being right, right, than, so, than doing right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get that, it, man. Yeah, I get it. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, if you if people can, you know, tune in, heal themselves, and then that's gonna be a reflection on the exterior. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we talk about it literally every single day, what you yeah. said. And I'm like, you guys, it's just a reflection of, of how you feel about yeah. the inside. Um, dude, that's excellent. So one of the things for me, man, that uh, people are probably wondering, okay, cool, guys, Like, but how do I get to that spot? Like, what are the things that we actually do? Because like the, the term self-care is really mm. popular right now, but I still feel like there's a lot of people that want to do more self-care. They've been hearing the word, but they don't truly understand what that means. And so some people that may not be where you and I are at right now, we're going, oh, bro, you just got to go inside and heal yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay, you bunch of fucking hippies. Like, <laughs> mean, right? Yeah. Um, for me, nature, uh, starting a, a year ago, being out in nature, that's what completely changed the, the change. Well, okay. I went on a mushroom trip. I was out in nature, but then I was tuned into nature after that. And um, so for me, that was the catalyst was I started to learn the uh, oneness and connectedness of everything through nature. For you, was there something specific? Do you remember like, like I had the mushroom trip in, trip in Thailand and then boom, is there a time yeah. in your life when you like, when did your spiritual awakening start? Like, how did it start? Was it with a bang or what was it? It's funny. You, it's funny you mentioned mushrooms because uh, I'm about to mention LSD. So maybe we're onto something that's right, here. That's right. I forgot. That's right. Tell maybe me. we're onto something that's here. Yeah. Psychedelics, maybe the key to uh, changing humanity. 
Marshall Palooza, bro, come out and let's eat some mushrooms, dude. So uh, my own, yeah, let's do it. So uh, my experience was, um, so I've, I've, I think I've told you about this band that I like. It's my favorite band, Perpetual Groove. Um, I went to a show back in you know 20, 2018, late twenty eighteen. Okay, and uh, partaked, but the music was like how I felt. Well, in wait that a second. Moment. Back up. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, we're gonna figure out what happened once he took LSD. But first, bro, you got like a lot of we don't know what that is. What is it? How does it work? Like, what do you, what do you do? So LSD. Is, yeah, uh, this, I forget what it stands for. It's a big scientific name. Yeah, less, but I mean, like, lysergic acid, but you get a little tab. Um, tab like a like a pill, like a vitamin? like a piece of paper, like a piece of oh, paper. Oh, a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah it's on a piece of acid. paper. Oh, that's yeah. what acid is. LSD is acid. It's acid. Yeah. Oh, bro. See. Yeah. I don't know about. Okay. Okay. So my, yeah, it's acid. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you just put it under the tongue and you wait 10, 12, 15 minutes. The paper dissolves. Then, yeah, you just take it out, and throw it away. Oh. Oh, so it just has like oil or something on it. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's on there. You just throw it under the tongue and absorbs in the blood cells. And everything Can I do like it that. through my fingers if I touched it? I think so. I think it's so. Right. But it won't be as effective. You want to put it under the under How the tongue. long does it take to kick in? 30, 45 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's one of those things like kind of like taking a molly or something where you're just kind of like fucking hanging out. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, bro, I'm rolling face. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, so, so with the amount that I took, it wasn't like I was, you know, seeing uh, elves or anything dancing. Right. But, but um, I just took like I start my very first time. I just took one little hit. Was that like and, a microdose? So microdose is like, see, I took a tab, and that was um, I think like a hundred something euro grant. I, the whole thing yeah. confuses me. But no, microdoses would be smaller than that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just took like one dose, one one tab, and but Let's the music. Yeah, the, the, my very first time I did. Yeah, first time seeing the band and taking acid, or yeah, the first time yeah, both. seeing the band. Uh, okay, both. okay. So, both. so you take it and you're at the show. Now, what happened? So, <laughs> so, so perpetual groove. They they they're rock. They have songs that'll hit you in the soul. They'll make you. They have songs that'll make you cry, make you dance, make you laugh, make you love. All in one song. And so, like, I remember just having tears pour it pour down my face during this one song during part of this one song it was like an emotional healing and then like you know three minutes later they're tearing down the roof and i'm just like my freaking face is exploding i'm wow. feeling this energy this i'm feeling alive that i haven't ever felt and so that was the very first time and it's kind of like describing the color blue to somebody how do you describe it yeah. it's like it, it's good i like the color blue uh but until you experience it yourself right. it's like and I remember thinking, like the first time coming home, I was like, "I think everybody needs to experience this 100%. because it's you, your ego melts away, comes, melts, melts Gone. away, Gone. and like there, yeah, yeah. And it's like you, 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 you're, you allow yourself to feel right how, what you want to feel. Yeah. Like I would never get, I would never dance, no matter yeah. how much beer I had or alcohol, I wouldn't dance because yeah. it's still like. But when that lsd kicked in i was like i just i was just feeling it and um i think it's important for people to, to to understand that what brian and i are talking about is not getting high okay no no like smoking pot or like doing coke or heroin like it's not high what you're doing is you're literally in my experience tapping into a realm that you don't even know is there it's there all the time but you don't even know it going forward this past july almost a year ago 
I had the experience that was like the best experience. It, it, it closed a lot of doors for me while opening up the new opportunities. I was able to let go of everything, all the stories that I was telling myself and um, all the things that I was experiencing that was keeping me stuck and in a bad place. I, w- I, w- I let it go. And here's, here's what happened. Uh, I had a friend come down from Ohio. He was with me in Germany. He was uh, stationed with me in Germany when I was in the Air Force. And uh, I was like, yo, man, let's go down. Let's uh, go check out P Groove. They're in Wilmington. It's about three hours away. Uh, my parents have a beach house that's like 30 minutes away from the venue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my couple of my friends and him, we went and then um, came back. And we were still feeling it after the show, so we decided to go to the beach. The beach at night while on LSD, on acid, this experience was so profound and still wow. sticks. With, I can close my eyes and I can still go it. there in my mind and yeah. feel it because yeah. we were there and it was like heaven on earth. Like I would experience, like I, I remember thinking, I was like, this has to be what heaven feels like because I was operating I was experiencing a higher level of consciousness. Right. I was, we were, I was just remember staring out to the ocean and then there's like different, like the ocean turned into like what appeared to be computer graphics and everything. Yeah. And it was just like the moon was out perfectly. And I remember feeling like this has got to be what heaven feels like. And then my friends are all there and they're experiencing the same thing. And we, we know as a result, just, connected that much deeper in our relationships and um i was able to let a lot of things go that was very very healing so i don't advocate the use of drugs just to get you know high or whatever but in this case under the right setting there there's a therapeutic approach to it and uh, i think a lot of people can benefit if they decide to to partake and there's a ton of studies out there that are being done now that show the benefits of now you're talking, he's talking, you're talking about uh, LSD, which was for those of you guys who don't know, was manufactured by accident, um, yeah. by total accident. And it's crazy because uh, Hoffman, Albert Hoffman, the guy who invented yeah. LSD, he's on record as saying that every single time in his long, long career of science, when he made, when he made a mistake, he always threw that compound or whatever away, like they got rid of it. But he said, for some reason, he, he said he had no idea why he just felt that day, like he should set that aside. And he got a little bit on his finger yeah. on the way home and he was riding the bike. Ride his bike, Yeah. Right. Yeah, he yeah. said he got home and laid on the couch and tripped for hours, you guys. And so uh, I don't remember where Hoffman's from. Where's Albert Hoffman from? I think it wasn't he from like Switzerland or something, something like that. Yeah. It might be that so every like uh, once a year in Switzerland, they have this great like psychedelic uh, uh, bike ride in honor of him where they take LSD and, and ride bikes. Maybe we should have a fucking Marshall police. <laughs> Bike ride, um, yeah. And so it's crazy, dude, because uh, you're talking about LSD. I've never taken LSD. I don't have a, a problem with it, but it, people are like, oh, well, that's going to, you know, eat holes in your brain or this or that. Like, it's not how it works. Can, uh, but um, to me, you know, mine was a plant, plant-based medicine. And so even mm-hmm. psilocybin, uh, which we talk about, it's like, dude, both of these LSD and psilocybin have been shown in recent studies to have dramatic positive infect, uh, effects and impact on people with mental health disorders, uh, uh, people with PTSD, helping people stop uh, giving up addictions, uh, suicidal thoughts. Like it's crazy, but yeah. it, it seems like when you, again, I hate to keep sounding like this conspiracy theorist, but, but I just keep looking at things different. I'm like somewhere along the line, this was buried by yeah. 
government as this dangerous, terrible thing or yeah. whatever they had going on behind the scenes with all the LSD testing they were doing with MK Ultra or whatever. And um, now- Remote here, viewing, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. All of it, yeah. yeah. And now here we are all these years later and it's like, well, dude, if I feel like if everybody just fucking took a mushroom or had like yeah. ayahuasca, like this yeah. world would be crazy different, man. So there's there's this thought because there there's this thought it's yeah everybody should do it, um, but then again it's like people who because there's a benefit to it right so you you take ayahuasca for example if you take ayahuasca you get to explore yourself to see what's what it is about yourself that you don't like that that is causing you to do these behaviors right. that are self sabotaging, whereas people who who try the Alcoholics and not not knocking Alcoholics Anonymous or anything, but right. they try to quit something on their own, or quit an addiction on their own. It's difficult because you're not addressing the behavior as to why are you doing this. You're just trying to stop an action. Whereas if you take LSD or you take psilocybin mushrooms or go on a DMT trip or whatever, you can explore like really what is causing me to not like myself, to not love myself, and why am I doing drugs? Why am I doing heroin? Why am I going? Why am I abusing 100%. alcohol? One thousand percent. I mean, that was my experience too. I just, I just, I, I keep, I explain to people. I'm like, it, it was like somebody pushed the pushed the pause button on a video game and like went to like the about game on the menu mm. and like zoomed out. And I was like, God was talk. I was God talking to me, Man. but I was me listening to God at the same time. Like I can't explain it. I was literally both people from both perspectives at the same time. I can think back to it. And so it's interesting, like the way that you're like, how do you explain the color blue? You know, I, I think of it like your shirt and uh, Terrence McKenna, you know, who Terrence, oh, yeah. Terrence McKenna had a really, really great way of putting it in a book that he wrote years ago. And he said that taking psychedelics is like if you lived in a cave your entire life and everybody you knew lived in a cave. And in one night, you and only you found a, an opening and you stepped outside and you saw the into New York Times Square. You live in a cave your whole life. You step into New York Times Square. He said, when you come back into the cave the next morning, not only is nobody going to believe you, but you don't even understand how would you how would you explain New York Times Square to somebody that's lived their whole life in a cave? And so yeah. um, that's what it was like for me, dude. It, it was absolutely crazy. Dude, do you have time to hang out for a few more minutes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. I have another question I want to ask you. Now, I didn't know that you had a beach house, but you already got my wheels turning. So after the break, we're going to pick Brian's brain and see if we're having a Marshall Palooza for a concert at his parents' beach house or how that's going to work out. We don't know. We're going to talk to him about that. I the change of this break. If you guys need to use a bathroom break, anything like that, you guys know what to do. We'll be back in two minutes. Uh, this is the Marshall Gillen Show with Brian Jones. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Marshall Gillen Show. We are here with my friend, Brian Jones, of formerly of the Jones Zone podcast, currently of the soon-to-be-launching Undisputed Awareness Undisputed Awareness podcast. You guys, let me tell you something about the Undisputed Awareness podcast. If there is a place ever where you were going to go and raise your level of consciousness to a place where it was absolutely undisputed at how good you were at what you do, then you're going to want to go to that podcast. Did that sound like I knew what I was talking about at all? Dude, that sounded like, yeah, I was like, oh, dang, I need to check this podcast out. Listen, I'm telling you guys, if you just say whatever you say with confidence and, and <laughs> though, like, yeah. if I, who even knows what I just said? Who knows? But you guys, we're back here with Brian Jones. Listen, um, it makes me think, uh, literally, that you said, like, you said you, that your parents have um, a beach house. And not that you have would do that there or not, but have you ever given any thoughts to like just hosting retreats for like? I did. Party? I have. Yeah, actually, before this whole Corona thing uh, shut everything down, I was yeah. actually in talks with Perpetual Grooves manager. That's so. Dope. I was, I, yeah, I wanted to do a live event, kind of like Marshall Palooza, and then have Perpetual Groove jam out on the last night to send you know to send everybody home feeling amazing. Uh, so that is. Yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about for. Oh my God! A so good while. this is this is listen. This is what you're doing for Marshall Palooza, okay? Is one is I wanted to I want to have I want I've been everybody keeps hitting me up because they want to like they want to take mushrooms and they're like yo bro what's that like so like maybe I'll just listen Marshall Palooza is for a certain type of person maybe I'll I'll have to do like a um a mushroom thing on Friday uh, the Friday we were just gonna get pontoon boats and kind of cruise around the lake and hang out anyways. But maybe that night, what I will do is surprise everybody. Literally, hire a band like to come and fucking jam. Like, oh, like man. you're right. I mean, you're like, yes. It's it would be like, oh, dude. Oh my that god, would be dude. How do I get oh. the dirty heads there? I got to get the dirty heads to come out. Those are the people. Yeah, the, the dirty heads are the type of people you want there, man. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah. Good are vibes. You potentially making Marshall Palooza the best event of the year right now just by being on here. I don't know. Time. <laughs> So, so tell me then, what were you thinking, dude? Like, uh, listen, I've been pre I've been preaching for weeks now to everybody that will listen. I'm like, you guys right now, there's never been a better time to start like a retreat, uh, business or arm or, or branch or arm of your current business. Like what kind of event do you see? Were you thinking of, I mean, have you really given thought to this or like, what, what's the story? Like, what were you, what were some of your ideas? So the audience kind of has an idea, like, what are you guys talking about? So yeah, a lot of it was the same thing as like what you're doing with yeah. Marshall Palooza is yeah. getting together a certain type of people to, to hang out, to have fun. Because remember, I'm about fun going back to that QHHT session to be happy, to be fulfilled, to have joy. Got to have fun and have fun with people of like-mindedness is, is, is awesome. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, Marshall Palooza with uh, like just a live music at the yeah. end. Yeah. Some Something like that. It's like. It doesn't have to be like like speaker. All the speakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so tired of that shit. Like, yeah. dude, that's exactly why Marshall Palooza was born. Because I was just like, bro, people don't know how to have a good fucking time. Like, they want to enjoy yeah. themselves, but they just don't know how to. And right. I'm like, fuck it. Just th this is the amount of money that it costs to come here, and I will give you the week of a lifetime, right? And that's essentially what you're saying too. But because we're the type of men that invests our, our time, money, and energy, like you were, you've been in a program for the last uh, like few months now, six months, mm -hmm. seven months now, that's really been helping you give you structure, a coaching program, a community that's changing your life. And so it's like, 
people got to, I want people to understand that when you invest in yourself, when you invest in your personal development and your business mastery, then you in and of yourself, you guys become like an entity. You become, you, yeah. you, your brand becomes valuable. And so to be able to host a week long retreat or four day, three day retreat, whatever Brian does, whatever he chooses, seven fucking who knows. When you go out with Brian, he's already successfully launched a podcast. He's done all these sales things. He's been a dad. He's been through divorce. He's gone through the pain. Like he's into fitness. He knows how to do all these things. And so literally just going to spend a week with Brian, it's like, that's how better people get better. They surround themselves with people who are doing the things at the level they want to do or at a higher level. Yeah. And so, um, I just, I'm like, bro, I don't know why this is my play. I'm like, I'm just going to host events for like Marshall Pluses for maybe two or three years. I'm just going to stack all the chips, trying to throw it, make 100K an event, right? Uh, with all the things that we do in the end. And it's like, take that and dumping it immediately back into property, like Airbnb properties and like just trying to get that yeah. cash flow as quick as possible. And I'm like, I'm trying, I, I don't even sell this as coaching consults anymore. I just, I'm trying to tell people, I'm like, yo, I want, come yeah. do cool shit with us, man. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a much better, much easier sell. I think it's just come have fun, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your company. Guys, for guys like you and I, though, it's it's natural. Like my yeah. one number one core value that I wrote out, I mean, years ago, bro, is, uh, it has to be fun. It has to be yeah. fun. It's the only thing in my entire business and life that I wasn't serving. Like you were just saying, like yeah. we were doing all these things, but we we weren't just having fun, which was the number one thing for guys like Brian and uh, Marshall, which is fucking crazy. I don't know why people... I don't know why we feel like we have to bog ourselves down to that point, man. It, it, that's what makes me sad. And then that's yeah. what makes want to kill themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. We've lost touch somewhere along the way with our youth-like innocence and our youth-like uh, wanting to have fun like my kids do. We, we lose that somewhere yeah. along the way, trying to fit in, trying to avoid judgments, yeah. trying to uh, escape the fear of poverty, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of fears that people have that are keeping them from having fun. Yeah. And I, and we say, let, let's have fun. No, let's They'll go. go away. Let's go. Let's go, Dude, baby. Um, I just want to say that it is nice to, uh, to go back and forth with another professional. Like, um, and, and what I mean is just that somebody that can, that understands like, Hey, we're having a conversation, but there's also like another fourth wall. Like there's another, there's somebody else that's listening. So being able to go back and forth like that and I kind of trail off, you pay like, it's just, dude, it's so, I forget what it's like to go back and forth with people that are just really hitting it. And so, uh, bro, I don't know what you're waiting for on your podcast, but, um, you got to launch that sucker, man. You're like primed and ready. You're fucking pro dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. I am doing it. Okay. okay. Let's, dude, let's, let's fucking make it happen. So what, when's the launch date with 30, 40 days from now, seven days from now, let's pick it up. See, I got the cover art. I can see, and this is the thing, dude. I, this is the thing. You know, you know. I get caught up in the freaking, I know you. God. Bro, you see my cover art. I made that camera. <laughs> it looks like a fourth grader made it. Yeah. I was telling myself the same thing, dude. I was telling myself the same thing. And I just said, fuck it. I just went for it. Dude, I mean everything. I was like, um, I, well, what do I, am I going to caption the, uh, podcast part, right? So it gets picked up for SEO. And what about my cover photo? And do I have to write all the show notes? And like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck it. I went to, so I don't know where you go through, but anybody that's listening, uh, don't follow me for how to start a podcast. Go check out my guy, Zachary Babcock. But I went to um, captivate.fm. I went and signed up at captivate.fm. It's a plot podcasting platform. So literally I record here on StreamYard, whatever software you guys use. I just click I just, and I, Brian, I'm not telling you, you know this. I, cause you had a successful podcast. Uh, yeah. I just click download audio. The audio downloads MP3 onto my laptop. I freaking go over to 
Captivate. I drag the file. I let it go. I type in the Marshall Gillen show and I copy and paste the freaking thing that's under YouTube and uh, Facebook and voila, uh, your boy is on every single podcast platform. Um, and so dude, I just, I, that's all, that's it. I don't care anymore if people do or don't take action, but I'm just, I just want to be an example every day where I'm like, you guys go get started. It's scary, but so far so good, man. And I'm getting to have cool conversations with people, which is essentially what you're yeah. trying to do. And yeah, exactly. opening up, which is I know what you want. I'm going to be up your ass now because like now, now I'm just going to be bothering you until it launches. So I'm like, I'm like, hey, Marshall, what's going on? You're going to go, hey, how's the podcast coming? Yeah, I'm going to. Do you wait and see, but this is what we need. This is what, see, this is what friends do is they, is they yeah. are accountable. When Brian launches his podcast, I'm not promising when that will be, but when he does, we're going to bring him back on the show um, because we got we to gotta celebrate, bro. Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. What are you excited about these days, man? What am I excited about? Yeah. A lot, man. I'm excited that uh, I feel a lot better and I'm hanging out with my daughters and they're just so freaking awesome. Let's go. God, they, they, they just, um, they just light me up, man. I love spending time with them. They're, they're funny. They're, they're, uh, my six year old Brenda's about to be seven. Bristol just turned four. They, they, they're they're just awesome and they're fu they're fun to be around. Awesome. Um, I'm, ex yeah. I'm excited for the podcast. I'm excited for a lot of things that are coming. The the events that I'm going to be hosting. Um, just stepping into what I really want to become. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, you are that. I mean, I see you as that. You know, uh, obviously. Look at uh, Lindsay says, "Thank you for your service, Brian Jones." Oh, uh, thanks, she, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Airman, how long were you in? So I was in seven years total. I was yeah. four years active. Yeah, four years active, three years reserve. Well, uh, looking back, we're uh, happy with the decision. You know, that's something I've constantly like asked myself. Um, so when I first got out of active duty, I was I was just like, I'm done with active duty, man. I want to go to school. I was I wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, Bro, let's go. Let's make something. Yeah, I wrote a screenplay. I wrote a screenplay, but that self I was I've been filled with self doubt my whole life, and I'm like, I f nobody's gonna want to read this shit, Bro. and I gave up on it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I got out of active duty and I was just like, man, I really, I, I miss it. I miss the camaraderie. I miss just being a part of something much bigger than myself. And at the time I was delivering Domino's pizza and I was just feeling like shit about myself. I was like, I made the wrong decision. So I went in, they wouldn't take me back in active duty because I was prior service. They weren't taking prior service. Right. But the recruiter was like, you know, you can't go to the reserves. I was like, I'll do it. Let's do it because it gave me part of that camaraderie again. It gave me like an identity of who I – Right. I'm, I'm an airman again. So Right. I get so it. I, yeah, I got out of active uh, – got out of the reserves in 2010, 2011, and um, it, 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 was, it was good. I met a lot of awesome people, no complaints. It was just different than active duty, and it, it was kind of like I was trying to finish up school, and they're trying to send me on two weeks here, a week here on training and stuff. It was hard to maintain the balance of being a professional – being a student and being in the uh, – in the reserves 100 percent. but like that's probably what you had to deal with uh, with all your healing that you've been through and like what you've been going through and why you've been able to arrive now is because you've gone backwards and dealt with all of that stuff exactly we only have a couple seconds left but because uh, this would take a whole nother episode a whole nother episode but i think that's one of the things that's that that's been most triggering for me about recent events is that i've been working with veterans and suicide for so long now for years now that that like i get that people want to stand up and say this and that but how come the people aren't protesting for the fact that veterans um, are killing themselves at an alarming rate every single day because they come home from serving, they have no identity, 
And then nobody, that they have really no skills that are transferable to anything that somebody wants to hire. And um, I just think it's such a, it's such a problem right now, man. There's so many veterans and not only that, it's like, okay, well then their spouses, because when they don't feel yeah. the spouses, the, 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 the they kids, suffer. Yeah. And they end up becoming suicidal or hurting themselves. Yeah. So man, I just, uh, like Lindsay said, thank you. For, like literally, thank you for your service. I think that now, uh, and I'm not lecturing you're a grown ass man, uh, and you're a smart ass <laughs> man. Um, but like, I think that now is more than ever is a time that like guys like you and I have to take the mic. Um, what is that saying? But when art, when times of like uh, a struggle, or whatever artists have to create times of chaos or whatever artists create to kind of ease yeah. the, mind of the people. And so, bro, I think that that's where it's at, man. Like you and I are, are, are healers. Like we're uh, storytellers and then, I don't know about you, but I've been saying for the last couple of months, I'm like, you wait, you got everybody wait and see it. The next couple yeah. of years, healers and storytellers are going to be the new rock stars. Now I'm going to be fucking living like a king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I see it. I see it, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll catch you next time. Uh, we'll have you back on the show. You guys, that's uh, Brian Jones. Woo, Thanks, support. Marshall. Peace out, everybody. See ya. Hey, there you go, guys. Brian Jones. Uh, what a cool, what a cool, uh, what a cool interview. What a cool, what a cool time to be alive, and what a cool opportunity to be able to connect with people who are out there doing big things. You guys, we're going to go to a short commercial break, but when I come back, I'm having a new special guest on, Joshua Inga. Uh, you guys are going to love this dude. Uh, not only is he easy on the eyes, uh, not only is he incredibly charming, incredibly bright, uh, and insanely humble with a killer confidence. Uh, this guy is doing big things in the real estate market, but not only that, he's doing it with a smile on his face and a freaking pep in his step. And uh, to be able to watch Josh do his thing is incredible. It's uh, really, really special. And it's an honor to not only that, but to call him a friend. And so uh, when we come back from this commercial break, you guys, we're going to be live with Josh and uh, we're going to break down, you know, how is it that he's living his life? Like, what does he got going on? How does he make it look so easy? And how does he do it with such a big smile? You guys, these are the kind of stories you need. These are the people we want to surround ourselves with. I will see you guys after the break. This is Marshall Gillen Show. It is June 11th, Thursday. Thank you. 
everybody Kyle Dillinger uh, just chilling here uh, outside the bank um, had to make a deposit real quick uh, wanted to hop on here and uh, just say thank you to Marshall uh, the grow and grow retreat was truly the most transformational weekend for me um, in my entire life and uh, I'm actually already started putting in work went and looked at uh, a property this morning and, um, and putting an offer in uh, for a wholesale deal. So, um, you know, really I credit that to the, the clear mind that I got from last weekend. You know, I've had these same skills forever. Um, and just haven't started implementing them and it just took, you know, uh, releasing some of that stress off my shoulders, uh, getting a clear mind. Um, and, and really just got, got my confidence back. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, that helped me and held space for me while we were out there. Um, and I, and again, Marshall, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Um, you know, if you're a guy that, that feels like uh, you should be somewhere uh, else um, and you just don't have that drive or um, you just don't know, uh, don't maybe have the, a clear mind to, uh, to have a clear plan to get there, um, get out. Uh, it, it will change your life forever. All love. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Marshall Gillen Show. We just got done in the first half uh, of the show, the first hour. We had Brian Jones on. We were talking about all kinds of things, you guys. I didn't know we were going to end up talking about LSD and plant medicine and spiritual awakenings, but if you guys didn't catch that, make sure you go back and do that. Listen, this next guest I'm bringing on is an incredible guy uh, who has no – I have no idea where the conversation would go. He's multifaceted. We might end up talking about how to make seven figures in real estate. We might end up talking about LSD and acid trips or anything in between, but you guys, I'm a big fan of this guy, and you're going to be too – Please put your hands together for Josh Zuniga. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother? Oh, hey, man. I'm super glad to hear you. Just so you know, in Gillen Gang, uh, this is becoming part of the software we use, I guess. When our guests first come on, their, their voice is off like an old kung fu movie, and then it comes back. So don't trip <laughs> in a second. Is he, can you hear me now? Is it good? Oh, we good. All That's perfect. Yeah, look at the turnaround. Awesome, is good. awesome. Uh, maybe I should have to bring I you guys a little bit earlier so it doesn't do that. Where where are you at right no, now? I'm at uh, I'm at my office at WeWork. I'm at one of the WeWork co working spaces here in Phoenix. Dang, are you? Where, what part of Phoenix are you in? Um, well, I live in Scottsdale. Uh, this is like Central Phoenix right here. Though. Wow, Scottsdale. Yeah. I used to live in Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have um. I knew that you would be dressed impeccable today. I'm going on vacation. I'm <laughs> to uh, at, right at like shortly after this. So like you know the there day. Yeah, you know when like when you go to work nice. the day before you go on like you go somewhere and it's just kind of one of those days where it's like fuck it whatever like you just I'm ready to For go. Sure, dude, all the time. Yeah. Well, I knew that you were coming on and I knew that you you would be you know. So I went and found the only nice shirt that I have. I think it's Burberry. There you go. <laughs> Burberry shirt on and I'm ready for an interview. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I heard about some of the conversations you were having with your uh, last guest. That definitely sounds like um, that sounds a, path like we can take, a path we can take ourselves, man. Bro, but before you know, we, I'm a big proponent of that. I know you are. Before we get into that, um, yeah. I want to share some of that because you've been somebody that's been talking about that a lot. But dude, I've been seeing you just doing all kinds of things during the quarantine. And so uh, just tell the audience who doesn't know you, like, what, what is it that you actually do? Because if I look at your lifestyle, um, it seems like, you know, you're doing well. 
you're, you're, uh, you're biking, you're backing a lot of charities. And so by and large, I think a lot of people would look at you and be like, oh, his life is really great. But I know it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifice behind the scenes. And so can you share yeah. with the audience just a little bit like, what, what is your life about? What are you doing out there in Scottsdale? So my, uh, just to give you a little background, my family's been involved with real estate for the last 30 years. My parents own a credit reporting agency here called Advantage Plus Credit Reporting. Um, and then my brother's been a lender for, I think, 22 years now. I got licensed as a real estate agent when I was in 2013. I, did it, I didn't do much with it besides doing some investment properties and some deals you know, for my friends because I had a corporate job as well. So I was an insurance and surety uh, company based out of Chicago. So I did sales and marketing for them here within the Southwest. So I had um, Nevada, I had Arizona, I had New Mexico, and I was about to get to Southern California and until I decided my next step is to start working for me. The corporate world is cool. You got to travel, you got the car, you got the, you know, the hotels, you get to meet wonderful people and make some wonderful connections and build and establish a beautiful network. Um, but there was, there was things in the corporate world if you've never done it that you know, obviously, for a soul that needs to expand, it's definitely a constricting space. And I wasn't about that. So I had some, I had a few conversations with individuals that said that they could coach me and mentor me um, along the way. And I was like, all right, now's the time. This is a wonderful opportunity. I need to just jump um, two feet into it. And we did it. So let so me I've been stop, doing that. Let me stop you real quick right there. So how old are you? How old are you when you decide to turn away and get a mentor? Like, when did you make that was, decision? Well, I've, I've had mentors in my life um, since I was 19. But as far as a mentor in real estate, I was 25. Okay. So yeah. the reason yeah. I say that, the reason this is perfect, and I just want to stop you, is because we all come from different backgrounds, different different um, points in the journey. And so I just want people to realize, like, it literally doesn't matter where you come from or what you do. Human nature is all the same thing. It's just different details. Like, to, to go what you went through is what every early 20-year-old 20, 20, uh, 20 goes through. It's like, uh, you know, you get stuck in this feeling of like, oh, is this really a true expression of me? Am I really getting to do the yeah. things I want? And I said, so because I, I just think that some people who who have never had money or anything like that, they look at money as like, oh, it's going to solve everything. Oh, Josh has the car and the trips and yeah. the world. Like, what was he complaining about? But I just want our people to understand is that like, listen, you guys, it, it's so much more to life than just money. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but even Josh is starting his story off going, listen, I was making all the things, but I was not feeling fulfilled. Like it wasn't real. And so like, yeah. what was the change then? So you go into to, uh, get a mentor to start re learning real estate. And what about 25 year old Josh starts to change and mature? And what, what does life become? Well, even, I'll even take it a step back. So obviously being that my, uh, my parents um, are business owners, I, I owe 100% of who I am today as a man and how I grew and how I developed because of the family dynamic they created mm -hmm. around me, I lived a very blessed um, family life. My parents have been married, you know, I think close to like 40 years now. My brothers, um, you're both in wonderful marriages. So I got to see love. I got to see affection. I got to see support. I got to see guidance and it was expressed into me. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of individuals aren't dealt those cards. And I knew, you know, at a very early age that I was very blessed and I was very, very fortunate to have the life that I'd have. I think, maybe one or two other of my friends have their parents that are still together. Yeah. And I know the kind of dynamic, you know, in somebody's life um, that that can actually have, it can literally make a huge difference. Yeah. But there's also a change within an individual that says like, Oh, they're going to use that and play as a victim. My parents were together. I didn't have that wonderful life. And then there's some individuals that use it as fuel. 
to design and create a new and better life, you know, for themselves. And then they do that, they bring that into their family life. Um, I know if I remember telling you, but my, I grew up very, very early. Yeah. Um, I have my spiritual awakening, if you will, at 19 years old. Okay. And even at that time, I didn't even know what it was. It was little, I, I was a very positive person already. But at that time, one of my mentors, he was actually one of my fitness trainers. He's an older gentleman. Um, he um, introduced me to the law of attraction. So, and then he introduced me to the secret. And then I was like, that sounds pretty cool, man. I can just think about things and write them and bring them into my reality. And that's just how the life works. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> so I had, I, had, I, had no other, um, I had no other excuse not to. I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. Um, so I started implementing that open mindset, that open heart you know, to the world very early on. But what I mean by a spiritual awakening, as I was going through that and having other mentors that were older than me, I never had a mentor that was like around my age. I always want to seek advice, wisdom, guidance, and education from individuals that have actually gone through life, right. that have actually experienced it, that know what it's like, that can talk to me about marriage, that can talk to me about relationships, that can talk to me about business, and really understand like, hey, because I literally had a meeting with a 19-year-old guy or man today, this earlier this week, and I was, I felt bad. Um, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to felt bad because... When you leave high school, you literally do not know a damn thing. You are so uneducated to the world, and you think it's just going to be, um, you know, roses and daisies, and it's not. And that's, and I feel scared for a lot of these young, a lot of these young guys, and a lot of these young kids coming out here thinking that, oh yeah, I'm going to go out here. It's going to be easy. I'm going to make this money, and this is this is how it's going to be. I'm going to be like the guy on Instagram. I'm going to be the influencer. It seems so accessible. But when you have your uh, your parents, they're not teaching you about life, which my parents did. They teach me about life. I remember as a high schooler, uh, my dad would sit down with me. He's like, gosh, how much do you want to make? And as what, at 15 or 16, you don't even know what's a good income. $10,000. Right. <laughs> but everybody says, you don't want to make six figures, right? That's obviously like the first hurdle. He's like, all right, let's do $100,000. But he broke it down for me. He's like, all right, so you want to make $100,000? Let's see what that looks like. He's like, you want to get married? Yeah. You want a big house? Yeah. You're going to have a mortgage? Okay. You're going to have two cars, one for you, one for her? Okay. That's two car bills. You're going to have insurance for those cars? Yeah. You're going to have a kid? Yes. You're going to have how many kids? One kids, two kids, probably two? Yes. You're going to have health insurance for all of you? Yes. You guys want to go on vacations? Yes. He like broke it down. So what hunt was like, what are you left with? Right. And when you look at it, you're like, whoa, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's an eye opener. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You know, everybody starts at different positions sure. and, you know, you have to start a job and you have to grow and you have to learn and you have to develop. That's the process yeah. that we have to go through. But Dude. I think a lot. Of, yeah. Go no, for go ahead, it. please. No, please. Go ahead. No, I think through a lot through like even with me, man, like even as I grew up with social media, like Facebook coming like right when I was a senior and that was the, I had the MySpace days and yeah. I went right through Instagram. It makes it seem like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to get there. But when you get into the real world, you're like, whoa, it's definitely not instant. You know, like you think if some guys figure it out a lot quicker than others, 100%. especially being on the online, online digital space, you know, like you are and everything like there's a lot of people that just figure it out. But they had to go through their steps in the process and probably have some mentorship and guidance along the way. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because you have to put in work. You have to put in the dedication. You have to have the right mindset. And I always tell this for anybody that I go into business with, like as you said, it's never about the money. 
if you're doing it for the money, I don't want to do business with you. Right. If, if you want to be, like I said, have, I have my own real estate team. If you want to be on my real estate team and you're about the cash and you're about the flash, I'm not the right fit for you, man. And just keep like, I'm on. coming. Yeah, exactly. I was like, if you want to learn how to build and establish a life, one of meaning, one of purpose, join my team. 100%. Then I'll, I'll show you exactly how I've done it for the last five years, how I've built it through social media, and I'm going to guide you along the way, but I'm also going to mentor you in life not just in business, in life. Because this is what I say. Real estate is my profession. It's not my purpose. Right. My purpose here as a man is to be a light to the world, to see how I can bring that out in other people, other individuals, in their situation. How can I infect love and beauty <clears throat> into individuals and into everything that I see? Because at the age of 19, I saw beauty. That's all I saw. That's amazing. I saw it in every I saw that in every day, every person, every conversation, even just walking outside and taking a breath and saying thank you and having gratitude for the life that I was given today. Because the life I was given today wasn't given to somebody else. Right. Therefore it's a gift. Man, I can't wait. It's a little, it's a little bit it's no, a little bit, brother. <laughs> no, we're, we're gonna we're I'm gonna unpack all of that right now with you because you said some yeah. gold things now and even the languaging that you use that people aren't picking up on, but which is like, oh, uh, what does that look like? You know what I mean? Setting goals around what does it look like, not not like what do you yeah. want? And just, but we're gonna get into that. But first I just yeah, I want sure. to say, dude, I can't wait until the next time I, I get to see you in person because uh, for anybody that's watching. Uh, this Josh and I met through an event that I held in San Diego. And when you came out, dude, I, I'm, I mean, I'm realizing this right now as you're talking, right? Like, um, I remember feeling like I was so, I, I disliked myself and, and I didn't love myself so much. It's like, so when I, I met you in January, of 2019, that I remember yeah. you, I remember like feeling your energy. So for anybody that's watching this or listening to this, like this is really how he is. He's always like this. He's really this always just like <laughs> he emanates love, like uh, and joy when he goes. Like that's how he is. But I remember the time we went. We had uh, we went for dinner and we were all getting burgers and beers. We're in that kind of dark place. And you were yeah. sitting having a conversation with me, and I remember feeling so like such a fraud, like so just like I don't know why, but it's crazy for me to think back now, and it's because literally that was the reflection that God was continuing to try to show me to become of like that love, that joy. How can I walk outside and go, oh, I'm thankful for this life. I'm thankful for everything yeah. about this, about me. And so now I sit here and listen to you and I'm like, bro, like it all makes so much sense. And I'm like, I just want to hug this dude. But it, but that, that's the change in one year from the last time I got a chance to meet you. And so it's when people, the, well, the point I'm trying to make is for you, if you're listening to this or watching this, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm an old head. I'll be 36 here shortly. And it's like, this is possible even for older people or who, who didn't grow up with, with all these things like the spiritual awakening that transformation that josh is sharing with you guys right now it's true when that happens your life changes and everything about everything changes and so uh let's talk about that man i don't know if you've ever heard um there's a speech you can find on youtube by earl nightingale it's called the strangest the strangest secret ever something like that it's a speech I haven't I seen it yet. a long time ago i'm down to see it i'm down to watch it yeah it's it's 30 minutes long, but it literally, bro, he, he goes, it's the strangest thing to, to, to success. And he says, it's that thoughts become things. He says, everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody's been told it. I can go out on the sidewalk and tell anybody right now, but nobody, nobody will want to buy Nobody buys into it. And then, so that gets into the fact of like, okay, well, why? 
Well, if you look at schools and what you're saying, they're not designed to teach you anything. They're designed to make workers. And then it takes you to that next step where it's like, well, why is that? Where are these workers going to? And so you start to kind of unpack and work backwards. And there's a whole realm of things of like, what is really going on in America that we don't know about? But oh, man. Yeah. we're not getting there yet. We're going to save that for the second half of the show. Because before we get there, I want to unpack a little bit more about having some success because I want people to understand how simple this is when you show up and do the work. And so what would you say is the biggest thing that people are missing out on when it comes to, let me reframe that. I think that there's two sides to be to mindset. You have mentality and emotionality. So most people talk about mindset, mindset, mindset. You have this mindset. Well, I've seen people with a really strong mindset who are in prison. So what is the, what, <laughs> else, what else is there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Some of the hardest, some of the people with the strongest mindset are, are the most stubborn people getting the least results. And so yeah. what were you able to find that you think that changed you during that time? So you have a, so, a sort of spiritual awakening. You have this awareness that comes about you. You understand mentorship. But what changes in your heart? Is there something that allows you uh, to, to be able to go out and get these things? Is there something in particular besides just you know, a strong mind? Like what else were you doing or practicing? How did you arrive here? Well, the biggest thing that I was literally driving in the car yesterday thinking about this because um, – it was a, there was a point in time to where I wanted to obviously develop my own course and teach people like, ha like happiness can be achieved by everybody. But what is the difference and how do people get there and how do people get there, um, you know, quicker than others? So when you come, just as an example, when you come out of high school or when you come out of any stage of life, there's a, there, even from like your, uh, your childhood, there's a set of conditioning and a set of um, programming that's already in your mind, that's already predisposed, mm -hmm. like it's already there. So how do you get outside of that? The only way too is to recondition your mind and to reprogram your brain. And like mm -hmm. you said, thoughts become things. Reprogram your thoughts. So I, I literally just had this thing pop in my head of like habits become happiness. Ooh. Yeah. Habits become happiness. That's like I got to take a book idea. You know yeah. I mean? um, because you can you can go down that because that was the biggest thing that I started creating when my awareness is I created new habits. So my new habits were like my I'll explain to you now. So they got, on the average, I'll wake up around 4.30 every single morning. I know that in order to start my day, because I have a busy day that always comes ahead, that I need to start and wake up for me first. And I need to take care of me first. So I have these rituals that I've been doing for the last 10 plus years. Because this happiness doesn't just happen. You have to you you have to work at it. You have like it's a, it's like what you see now is like a ten it's like ten years in the making. It wasn't just boom. Maybe I had a little um, a little insight, you know, that others didn't see. But my heart was searching for that. I was asking those questions. I was open to that experience. And then once I put those thoughts, you know, say into the universe or into the world, things just started coming and dropping, you know, out of out of nowhere. And you're like, whoa, that was actually really weird. And I guarantee a lot of us has been in that place. I was like, no, that's just coincidence that I was thinking that now it's happening. It's not coincidence. That not you coincidence. literally brought that into your world. So the habits that I have, the rituals that I practice is waking up early. I, um, I have a gratitude journal that I've been practicing uh, using since I was 19. So that person in digital that gave me a gratitude journal that taught me about the law of attraction, his name was Carlos Fuller. Um, he and I still have a wonderful connection. His son is the beautiful thing. We actually had a phone call the other day. He's like, you know what's so beautiful, Josh? Is when I was like, when the, when the teacher becomes the student. Mm. He says, he, he, 
he and his son learn from me now in my wow. life and, and watch me. Energy. What an honor. 100%. What an, what an absolute honor to know that he was there in my life to help me and steer me in one direction. And now I'm here to actually help influence his son and him in a certain direction, which is Bro. beautiful, just by living the beautiful life that he showed me then. So writing in a gratitude journal, on one half, I write, it's my gratitude now side. What am I grateful for now? What am I grateful for today? First thing I always write is that I always say, I am, uh, I am truly grateful for another beautiful day and a gift of life. Mm. Like I said in the beginning, somebody else wasn't given an opportunity, maybe a few miles down the road at a hospital, but today you were gifted with the breath of life. And that Come is on. a gift. You have to be, you have to be open to it. You have to know that the first thing, first understand. And then obviously you can go down the list about what you're grateful for now, like your health and your family, your wife, your kids, you know, everything. And then I have gratitude intentions on the next side. Gratitude intentions. Yeah. Gratitude intentions is what I want to bring into my life. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gratitude intentions. One, yeah, exactly. One of the first things I always write, I was like, um, I want to thank you. I was like, I was like, I truly thank you, God, for the continuous love that flows through my body that I'm able to share and communicate with you with others here on this earth. I love that. Every, every time, every single time. Continuous love that flows through my body. Because the love that I receive and the love that I give isn't just my love. Right. It's, it's everybody's love working through me for your message, for the message that your ears are supposed to hear. So that's that's one of them. I love that. And then, uh, yeah, and then I usually do uh, a meditation. It, sometimes, depending on the day, it can go 15 minutes, it can go 30. It can go, I can meditate for an hour some days, and I'm just like, whoa, did that, that really happen? happen? Because you can really get deep into it. Are you just going blank or I, you have to med meditate and visualizing on something? I do, I, I do my own little practice. So the very first time I meditated, I actually got inspiration from Tony Robbins. There's like this five little minute video and he was talking about his habits in the morning where he does like his, you know, his breath in the morning, his breath work. And then he says, and then he gives himself five minutes. He's like, if you don't have five minutes for your, to give yourself every single day, you're full of shit. You're lying. And I was like, I can do it. You know, obviously you say, all right, when you first start, you're like there in a blank space and it's dark and you're just like, what do I do now? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But I, I developed it. I kept stuck with it. And then I found out because I, I love music. So music puts me in a state of trance like very, very quick. And I can go to different places and have like a clear headspace. So, so I usually have some. Yeah. So I usually okay. have some type of like meditative music or mantra music that actually plays in the background. And that allows me to calm my breath, calm my mind. And then I go into what I need to go into <clears throat> to control my monkey mind, if you will. Because, you know, we always go in there scrambled. Right. And we're always thinking about what do I need to do in an hour? What do I need to do the next hour? What am I going to do for lunch? You know, do I need to call this person? Do you need to send out 20 emails? I walk through my day first within my mind. So I visualize my day. Quantum leaping. All the, exactly. All the way until the end. And then it's done. I don't have to think about it anymore. And then I focus on one or two, maybe three things, you know, separate individual at a time. And I visualize it about what I'm trying to bring into my world. You know, the heart-mind connection. Right. Not, not the mind-heart connection. It's the heart first. The heart, the heart is the one that really drives the force through the emotion and through the feeling of what that experience is, through right. the feeling of what that's going to become. Greg Braden is the wonderful individual that can really talk about that. I don't know if you've ever tapped into Greg Braden. No. Um, but he's, 
He's a rock star. Well, let me let me rock let me stop you right there quick before you go into the rest of what you do for your for your morning. And I talk about this all the time, right? Success habits, results, rituals. This is the difference between people who succeed or have fulfillment and love and happiness in life and those who don't. It's literally just finding out what ticks and what the right combination is for you. And so I want to pause right there because you and I both know that thoughts are electric and feelings are magnetic, and that's what creates our electric magnetic field. And so that's why I'm so big on like you guys, you can't just think it. You can't just have a strong mindset and will yourself to do something. It comes in with an emotionality because I'm always telling my gang, you know, Josh, that I'm like, listen, we live in an energetic universe. And so to, to feel lack or scarcity or anything in any part of your life is to create resistance. And so what you're sitting here telling us right now is, oh man, don't just think about what you're writing down, but feel what that feels like. What the fuck does that Absolutely. mean that doesn't understand? How, how do you feel? And I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I get it, but like, how, how do you feel into your reality? What does that mean? Yeah. Well, like you said, that, that ties into the visualization because we can all write something down. You know, we can all see it on a, uh, we can all see it on a vision board, but putting yourself mentally into that picture is the biggest thing. That's what draws it into your reality. Right. That's the best way to explain it. If you, if you haven't had a chance to actually do that, so you say one of my goals, I say one of my goals is to take, you know, my girlfriend and her kids and go on a wonderful trip. We can go to the beach. Um, I'm going to do it, but I want to feel what that experience is like when toes actually hit the sand, when the sun is actually coming down, when I see the kids running in the ocean, when I'm holding hands with her next to me, when we're just cracking open that beer and tasting that beautiful crisp, you know, orange blossom or whatever it is, like really getting intentional for what that is. And you're programming your subconscious. That's the biggest thing. You're programming your subconscious to have that experience, to bring that into your world. And you won't even realize it, but you actually be wow. working for that for the next week, two weeks, or a year because that is your goal. Because you already put it in your mindset and you're, it's already in your heart that that is what I'm going to do. And it sticks there a lot harder than it was to be like, oh, it's on the vision board. Oh, right. you really, right. You're really into it. And as if you long do that as, daily. Right. That's what I say. As long as you're taking the yeah. action, creating the habits and the ritual to show up and recreate that. Um, daydreaming, like getting really good at daydreaming, like writing down what you clearly want from life and then, and then just sitting there and daydreaming about it. Like people think that's silly, but it's like literally you guys, it's that simple. It's not easy, but it's that simple. Uh, you guys, we're talking law of attraction right now. We're talking success habits and results rituals with my good friend, Josh, there out in Phoenix. It is 1030, uh, in Illinois. Uh, we're going to go to a short commercial break. When we come back, though, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper on, I don't know, what the F is going on out in America and in the world right now. Some good juicy stuff that Josh and I like to talk about. I'm going to let him finish up on what he's been sharing with this amazing talk, bro. Talking love, talking success, talking wealth. Those are all my kinds of things, you guys. Gillen Gang, we're going to take a short break. Join us back here in, I don't even know, maybe three minutes, I guess it would be. Uh, okay. With the second half of this show, you guys, this is The Marshall Gillen Show with my guest, Josh. Those people who are getting ready and they know they have a big story or message to share, I want tonight 
be the start of the awakening for you guys, all right? to the Marshall Gillen Show. This is the last half of our show. We're here with my good friend, Josh. I'm going to take him off of mute. Um, it's interesting. We were just talking about, uh, uh, you're like, you know, modeling success, basically, and feeling into your existence. Like, I know one of the biggest things when I was coaching and consulting full-time, Josh, uh, I would try to coach people through, like, you know, making more money. That was a big one, right? People want to make more money. And so they, they, they're like, well, I don't know how to feel into it, Marshall. I never had money. So how am I supposed to know that, right? But I, I want people to understand that part of creating those emotions doesn't necessarily mean that you have to create emotions around money. It comes with how do we just, how do we write down the things that we want, get to a place in our head where we can visualize them. And then how can we create a resourceful energy inside of us that will then allow the universe to attract those things to us. And so it's interesting, bro, because some people might be watching this going, okay, I want to make more money. I want to do some that, but I don't feel good about it. Okay. Well, where in your life do you feel good? Like, can you close your eyes and imagine what it would feel like to walk in a room full of puppies? Would you be elated? Do you, can you imagine what it'd be like to have your kid be 20 years younger and run down the beach and jump into your arms as a little baby? This is what I'm talking about. And so once you guys can get clear and you can create habits and results, now we're just trying to consistently create an emotion as often as possible. And so Josh, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people are like, what's this Marshall Palouse and why are you doing this? And I'm like, bro, I'm doing this because I got so sick of coaching and consulting. I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm sick of like yeah. trying to teach people and want to make them better. Instead, I'm like, listen, if you want to know how to do what I do, then come and spend a week with me. Like you come spend a week with me. Like if you're really about it, then come spend a week with me. You'll see what it's like to uh, institute those kinds of things, what it's like to try things that you've never done. What it's like, I'm bebopping to Denver here shortly, just on a whim. Cause that's how life yeah. is and that's how it should be. It should be fun. And so it's like for people that don't understand this, this is why, you know, we have events. This is why you have mentorship. This is why you have coaching and consulting. This is why you, like you said, you build teams, 
because we want to be around the right type of people that create the right energy in us that allow us to expand and become better. And uh, dude, I think that that's, it's an amazing, amazing time to be alive, but it's amazing to be able to, to connect with people like you and be able to have a mission. You talked about your purpose, which has become that light. And I think that more than ever, dude, like the world needs light. And so I think one of my first questions <laughs> I want to know is I, as a question I get a lot, and I obviously you've been seeing all the content I've been posting. Um, I've been getting a lot of backlash from people who have been my friends for a long time. People that are like, yeah. I put on a red hat and they're like, I'm so disappointed in you. Or I talk about, I can't believe this. And I, these terrible things, people that have known me for years, <clears throat> excuse me. And so Josh, in a world right now, when people like you and I may be feeling some of our feelings, they're scared to express themselves. They're scared to talk. They're literally silence themselves when that's been indicative of how they've lived their life forever in one regard or the next. And so what do you have to say to people right now who want to feel like they should be saying or doing more, but they don't know what to say or what to do? Like, how do they be the light when everything is so dark right now? Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, man, I even like say like, even there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity right now for everybody. And there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Um, even when this whole COVID first thing started, I was like, man, I, I know what it's like to like lose your job. I know what it's like to like hit rock bottom. I know what it's like to lose everything and move back in with your parents. At the age of 25, that was the first year I got into real estate. That's Guess how many deals I did? Zero. One. One. I did one. one. I did one. 2015. I tapped out, you know, my little, I used to work for T-Mobile. I tapped out a 401k that I had from there. I tapped out the little 401k I had from the, uh, from the job. I lost my clothing line in a lawsuit. Actually, I just gave up because I didn't have an additional $30,000 to fight it in federal court. Right. So I was at a very low point at the age of 25. That was a, that was a deep, that was a dark point for me. Mm -hmm. I say, it wasn't, I'm still a very positive person. Thank God I had my parents as a support team. But dude, my, it was probably one of the biggest blessings. It crushed me. Crushed me by the ego. Right. Yeah. It humbled me. Yeah. I was never very like big ego guy right. people think that i'm like a flashy dude i'm not i'm like i'm the one you can like take to mom and dad and we can have a beer we can hang out and i'm gonna give you a hug when i see you man 100 and true. yeah you know what i mean you're just gonna be you're gonna be one of the boys you're putting whenever i bring somebody into my experience you are now family where we were separated and divided and we weren't brothers or sisters now we are together right and that's some of the light that people need to really see you know <clears throat> especially what's going on within the world do I feel for people? Yes. Are people really being affected? Yes. That's, that's absolutely. But are we doing it in the right way? Are we taking matters into our own, in our own hands and thinking from a place of love? And a lot of the times I would say no. Even our response to what the events were. Is that really going to solve things? Granted, there's a few, you know, especially with like the whole thing going on with like, um, you know, with, with race. Right. Granted, there's only a few. There's only there was only a few that obviously created a lot of the havoc that got a lot of the publicity, you know, from looting to stealing and to like, you know, people getting shot and all that. But still, like <clears throat> that negative energy pumped out through the media, pumped out through those outlets, mm. puts a sadness in your heart, and that's not what needs to be happening right now. Do you think people that's need to be design? putting out there? <clears throat> What's that? Is that by design? The media and how they do it. Oh yeah, yeah. man. We, that's another. That's a whole another rabbit hole that we can go down. You and I have a lot of the same views, and you and you. And well, I think you and I know well, that. Well, let's 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 mention that real quick then, because we're talking about how this may be the light. Well, first off, I mean they have to unplug from the darkness. And so, what have yeah. you been experiencing? What do you think is going on, man? 
the, dude, the light is uh, having the real facts and actually knowing what they are. So a lot of the people, like I say, are pre-programmed to believe what you see on the news. Well, it's like, well, what's what's the truth then? The truth comes through the research. Wow. Yeah. Because there's a there's a there's a point in time in life where like you ask yourself, what the hell is really going on? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that, exactly. Instead of actually being a consumer of what the information is, you have to be a researcher. And then when you research what's going on, I started becoming a researcher. My family started becoming a researcher when I was 18. We were with a um, a networking group, I like and it. one of our uh, one of our um, conferences was in Dallas. I didn't have a chance to go. I had work or something at school, and my brother came back really perplexed on on one thing. He's like, "How did somebody get away with killing a president?" And then as soon as he opened, yeah, as soon as he opened that, and that's JFK. Yeah, if you don't know on the grass, you know. As soon as he opened up that door, the whole can of worms started coming out. Still out. And and who was and who was really behind it? And what are the facts? Like, because when you really think about like just one man planning that whole thing, let's get real. Like, let's get real. It. I don't know about it. Tell me, teach me something. What is what's going on with that? Say, obviously, they haven't. I'm just saying, like this one man, Lee Harvey Oswald, killed JFK. J, killed JFK. You know, for one thing, <clears throat> if you haven't watched the movie uh, Zeitgeist, uh, Zeitgeist, go watch it. Zeitgeist okay, and watch, watch, watch. I think it, it talks about talks about a lot of things. One of the biggest things that it talks about our financial system, our financial system, starting with the Federal Reserve. And I'll ask you this question: Is the Federal Reserve is it private or is it um is it is a government entity? Right, private, but now it's government now. It's, but it, it's private. It's private. So you're having a private so this is how the Federal Reserve works. It's a private entity that oh, prints oh, money yeah. and lends it lends it to the government at interest. At interest. So <clears throat> even this says, um, I think Thomas Jefferson said this: a true a true slave is going to be a true slave, like it's as a slave to debt. We are slave. We are slaves to debt. Hundred percent. And I'll, yeah, so I'll, let, I'll drop those little nuggets and allow the individual, allow the brain to research that. Truth about the Federal Reserve, Zeitgeist, you can find it on YouTube. I think well, it's on, I think yeah. it's on Netflix as well. Well, dude, we talked about that in the show a lot though, where I'm like, dude, America is a corporation. Yeah. It's literally, like, it's America is a corporation. It's owned by like British billionaires, right? Like, but so, yeah. so what is the story then with federal take, with Trump taking over the Federal Reserve a couple months ago? Like how big, how big of, uh, does that play into turning around, you know, what has been potentially historically a fucking robbery? Yeah, well, here's, here, here's the tough thing, man. As much, re, as much research as we do and try and find out what the bits and pieces and what the actual truth is, because obviously it's, it's there. It's, it's like, if you right. research it, the truth is there. You'll, you'll find it for sure. Right. It'll hit you in the face and then you'll be like, damn, so this is why this is happening and this is why that's happening and the whole thing about with like like with media and like propaganda and this is a it's a true statement if you tell somebody a lie enough times you're eventually going to believe it 100 percent. eventually going to believe oh, yeah, they're eventually going to believe that that believe that lie is truth because that's all they know that's all they see just like when you say when you grow up with your family and with your parents or with your environment because you say love is uh love is taught within that environment hate is also taught 100%. so what is your conditioning that you're coming from we have been conditioned with uh with our media the you know, obviously through the news and even now through social media which is almost crazy yeah. 
because on average, and this is like a stat that's two years old when I was really getting like social media, like people click Facebook 22 times a day. Wow. 22 times a day. So that's what they see on Facebook is now truth. Right. If they don't see the weather on Facebook, oh, you know, I saw the weather on Facebook. Somebody posted about it. You know what I mean? It's just basic stuff, basic stuff like that. The reason why I did that is because I wanted to understand marketing, you know, for my real estate business. But that has a lot of power, you know, especially when you go through the Obama election and how much is just pumped out, you know, just through social media there, especially with Trump, how much was pumped out. He was like the biggest social media presidential election that we've ever had. He actually brought Twitter back to life. You know, yeah. Twitter was a dying company, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guarantee they partnered up with them, you know, to do that because they knew the influence that they're going to have on the youngest generation. Right. Which well, is millennials. Now because now they're censoring him, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it, which you can go of, down I, another rabbit hole. Yeah, I have a whole another one. Let me, let me, um, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Let me ask you this because you're talking about programming and we're going to get into, I mean, yeah. we have time. So I'm going to ask a couple more questions. And this, this is people, I'm interested, right? People want to know. And so you talk about programming. We're talking about in the household or through that, but also through not media, but just but through movies and Hollywood and music. And so now it's like, I was just talking with Brian Lightwick, and I wasn't sure how deep he goes, but again, I know I can, and you do too. Something about the George Floyd thing is not, doesn't add up. And I don't have to like, I, I just had to start digging a little bit, which I, obviously there's a ton of people online doing a ton, ton of research. When it comes down to programming, I know how messed up Hollywood is. And I know that, you know, the deep state runs deep into a lot of these things. And the programming that yeah. we see in Hollywood literally becomes what we're programmed to be. Oh, wow. Like, it's not that hard to believe. And then five years later, it's like, oh, shit. Like, hey, that thing that happened in Ready Player One is like, here we are, right? And so yeah. um, it's interesting because when I, when I say that, I look at the George Floyd thing. And I, again, no, no, man. A lot of the evidence I've been seeing lately, things aren't really adding up. And one of the things I saw last night literally blew my mind. And it looks like when they slow down the video and they replay it from the angle, it looks like that there's a guy being lifted onto the gurney that has no legs. Like a oh, really? response dowel. Wow. Right. And That's so crazy. That's right. there's this thing with Stigma 7 where, they, where there's a company that makes crisis response training dowels that look real as hell. And so I was telling these people, I'm like, okay, well, listen, I don't know if we land on the moon or not. Don't know anything about that. Seems to be a lot of evidence that could be one way or the other. And so yeah. I, again, I just look at the evidence. I don't know if you've seen this picture I posted yet, but it's a couple different, different versions, different uh, angles of the George Floyd incident. And what it's showing okay. is it's showing that the cop car is parked on the side of the sidewalk. There is light pavement and then there's like, like new pavement. And then there's like dark pavement that's right next to it. And, and one angle of the car, there's a white line on the white pavement on the other angle that's live at the time. There's no white line. The white line is like five feet over and it's on the dark pavement. So it's like two separate, clearly two separate locations that somebody over made an oversight on. And so it's just like when things start coming out like this and then they start slowing down this video and it looks like, yo, bro, he doesn't look like he has any legs in that video. Like, why does that dummy look like he doesn't have any legs? And then you see him get in, yeah. put into a, put into a uh, there was a doctor that came out then and was saying, and again, I posted all this stuff. You guys can go to my Twitter and look at it. There's a doctor that's coming out and saying, look, they've never seen anybody not do basic life-saving like techniques on somebody at a, at a scene that's non-responsive. Like it's just basic 101. No CPR was tried, nothing to revive the guy. And they just, they just rushed him off into a, into a freaking ambulance that had cops in it and no EMTs. So anyways, um, when you talk about programming, 
how hard would it be to fake something like this live, um, stream it? Or, I mean, it wouldn't be, I literally, if I, I'm not saying it is or isn't fake, but Josh, if it was fake, I literally right now as a content creator can think about how easy it would be to get a couple people to stand there and film it and be like, yada, 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 this shit, get off him. You're fucking killing them while I'm also running a live feed from another angle of something from just a software that's streaming an angle of something that's already been shot while then streaming this one real angle that makes everything, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. when it comes to produce, like I would say like Chili Pepper song, uh, produced in the Hollywood basement. Uh -huh. I'm just start curious, you know, like what are your thoughts on everything that's going on with all of this? Like what, what should we do? <laughs> when you say this rabbit hole, yeah. what, what do we believe and how do we, what are we supposed to be talking about here? from from a production standpoint yeah that can definitely that can be easily achieved you know you know through that has a man's life been lost i believe so has it been lost in the way that we've been led to believe that's that's to be that's to be decided and that's to be like debated um because you know i'm all you know i'm all about the george floyd and the george floyd movement and obviously making that like i'm i'm of color myself you know what i mean and I've gone through some experiences, you know, with that, not as much as other individuals, but I have had my fair share. Um, so that what is going on with like, obviously with the race, you know, is real, you know, for sure. And I think, you know, what's gone through, through media has been pumped out, you know, quite a bit, you know, just because of what's going on in the whole misery situation. I think everybody's just really hyped up and tense and just kind of like on edge with everything and just at home. And I think this is just really just ramped up, you know, the negative energy that everybody's been feeling, you know, even through COVID. And this is just something that's really, you know, gone through, you know, and I feel for, you know, the individuals in the neighborhoods that have gone through, you know, a lot, you know, experience more, you know, on the race side. But we, I want to know, you, everybody wants to know the truth. Everybody wants to know the facts, you know, things that now that things have really like calmed down. I was like, for the sake of George Floyd, let's figure out the truth and really and really honor this man in a way that he needs to be honored. Has he started a revolution? Yes, but let's start a revolution of change, not of destruction, not of division, not of separation, of unity and community is what needs to happen. Now, like, you know, everybody needs to love the brothers and the sisters that are standing next to him. Yeah. I was like, I, would, I don't want to say that George Floyd was like an example, but um, we need to honor him in a beautiful way, in a beautiful light. But I mean, what about and, the fact that he was a criminal though? I mean, the fact that he has a hit, a long, and not saying that he deserved to die, if he did die, which I don't think he did. I don't think it was real. But let's say that yeah. he was a real guy. And, it, and and let's say, I mean, like, okay, I'm not here to argue that. But what about the fact that yeah. everybody's like holding up like he's this, like, like he's this, this, this person of, to be celebrated when he was literally a terrible fucking violent criminal. Like if it, because yeah. like, like, um, all, like Brandon Tatum is saying, 25 people were killed in Chicago just this past weekend. Black on black crime. 25 people killed themselves. Nobody's pre protesting for them. Nobody's protesting for David Dorn, the, the, you, I'm sure you're well aware of, the, the retired decorated police officer that was shot and killed as a security guard of a pawn shop. And so my thing is, is that I, I don't understand why we're celebrating George Floyd when it when it when it wasn't like he was like a good guy i understand the ideology of what's behind it and so for people like me well how can we come to an under not that you were like i don't not to be confrontational right but it's like how do we what yeah. what am i missing like how, what am i like i'm not trying to be ignorant i want to learn what what am i missing that's short-sighted about that yeah a human life is a human life 100 percent. you know whether whether he was he he did wrong in his past um you know, it doesn't mean that my life is any different than yours. You know, that's 
and yeah. his just happened to be publicized. His 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 just happened to be publicized, and then from there it just in, enraged the public and enraged the media. Um, and it obviously if it was if it was a white guy, who knows? If it was a Mexican guy, uh, I don't even know if it would have made the news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, who, well, like, you don't you just don't know. You just don't know. Unarmed white people significantly more often year to year than they do unarmed black males. And so again, I don't know either. That's what I'm saying. Like the statistics in America, they, they just say otherwise. And so that's why I'm curious. I'm like, I, I, I get what I get it, but it's the same thing with all the things we've been talking about. So when people look at the facts, it's like, I, I don't understand. Are we being fed a narrative like with COVID or anything else or not? I, I do want to show the people since we've been talking about it and I found it. And again, I just do, I want, what do you think you, you and I are, do this kind of thing together. So check this out, bro. I'm going to share this video real here, right here. This is the one that I've been seeing. So this is the video. I'm going to get it bigger so you can see. That dude appears to have no legs. Oh, yeah, dude. That, for sure. That's the video from George Floyd. Now, this is the thing that we're talking about here is the Sigma 7 thing, um, That those things. Um, anyways, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And so the reason I bring it up is because I'm on I'm on your team as far as like when I started saying, I was like, oh, well, all lives matter. And I got like a lot of backlash for it. I have since taken that back because it's not it's not that I want to support the Black Lives Matter movement because I know that it's concocted to incite race wars. I'm half Mexican. I've told people about I've been racially profiled and pulled out of a car at gunpoint by cops before. I've been held at gunpoint by gang members who are telling me they're going to fucking shoot me white boy. I, like, like I, I've been on all sides of these things. And so it's like, for me, I'm with you when I'm like, Oh no, all lives matter right now. I mean, I'm fighting for child trafficking and, and veteran lives. But what I didn't realize is that by saying that makes me insensitive to the movement. And so in one token, it's like, well, I'm not going to sit here and, and propagate one thing that I think, but I, how do we then spread a message where I'm just going, okay, everybody, like, can we all just fucking stop and realize that, right or wrong real or fake it doesn't we could debate who's right and wrong till we're blue in the face and at the end of it nobody cares who's right like we don't care who's right we want to be right and so i think it's interesting we start to get back from all this and we go back to originally what you said which is basically what tony robbins has said but where energy go where focus goes energy flows and so in a world like this when you're talking about being the light you're going this is my purpose is to be the light like guys like you and I, we go down rabbit holes. We're researchers. We love that shit. Like we love it. Yeah. Like, so yeah. how do we, how do for viewers that are listeners that are, I have people on both sides of the fence, bro. And in between, how do we become that light when there's guys like me, there's guys like you, there's girls in between and this and that, how can we just find our own compass? Like according to Josh, how can we just find our own compass where we're starting to be able to manifest the actual life that we want despite the reality that is out there. How do we type it? How do we, we type, tap into that collective consciousness of success, wealth, abundance, of love? This is, um, these are three questions that I asked myself um, at a very early age. <clears throat> because through love, you have truth. Through love, you have the answers, right? <clears throat> so whenever in a situation, whether whether it's tough or it's something you need guidance on, I always ask myself these questions. I think I started this at 20, 21. Mm. What would love do? What would love say? And how would love respond in this situation? Not react, respond. I love Reactions that. through an emotion. Re re response is actually thinking of it. 
how it ties into your emotion, how it ties into your heart, and then you respond in a positive way. You're, you're, you're how would love respond? Love. Yeah. How would love? How? What would love do? What would love say? And how would love respond? What would love? Oh, that's. I love that, dude. That's so good. Yeah, I actually took that from. Um, I didn't take it from buddy. I used it in my relationship at the time. Yeah. So in this, like in this situation, how would how am I going to apply this? And you can do I that. Love that. One of the one one of the one of the biggest books and one of the best books that I read as an early and early at nineteen was called Conversations with God. I don't know if you've read it. Or his wow. name is Neil Donald. Yeah, Everybody. Neil Donald Walsh. Because yeah, because I was I was at a point in time in my life where I was asking questions about everything, and I was I was um, contradicting and going against all the pre predisposed conditioning that I've already had. I was like, I want to know the real answers. What is all this stuff that people talk about? Like, you can bring it into reality. What is what what is that? That sounds like very woo woo. It sounds like crazy, right. um, but when you understand your relationship to this world and why you're here and the purpose around everybody in the community and the community and the love that we have and we can share then you understand then you figure it out and then you understand the answers i love that even when you have like even when you have an argument with somebody right am i going to feed into this negative energy or am i going to control it right. and then am i going to actually you know move on from it and grow from it I love it. Just, yeah. So, well, well, dude, that's one of the things that, and so I don't know the answers. I don't know, but I said, instead of just sitting around and talking about it, that's why I finally decided to launch the show. I'm like, you know what? Some people will agree and some won't, but I just want people to take action and start to surround themselves with, with not, not the ideas of whatever is out there in the matrix, but the ideas of how do I have more fulfillment and happiness in my life? And that's one of the reasons that like, I just think that you're one of the coolest guys is because you're not only just out there making money and, you know, manifesting your dream life, you're doing things to bring awareness and actually taking actions to help other people. Uh, you recently just went on a charity bike ride for, uh, I mean, how many miles was it? 207, man. 207. Yeah. Like putting oh, action behind, like what you actually are talking about, being the light, showing up in that way, tapping into that energy, transmuting the negativity, focusing it and channeling it into, into something new, that transmutation of the energy and then putting it into something that's going to create great results. I asked you what you're most yeah. excited about. We're coming to the end of the show here and I want to be respectful of your time, but I asked what yeah. you're most excited about. And you've been talking about the mentorship and the guidance that you were so fortunate and blessed to have from your parents. You're smart enough and aware enough to know that, like you just said, and why you're so empathetic with the George Floyd movement and all the people that are suffering from racism in America, um, which is the youth. Like, how do we implement better systems? And so after talking about it, I believe that you're actually putting something together for uh, for youth inspired movement for youth inspired uh, education like wh what is that you guys are working on? Absolutely. So obviously, <clears throat> when COVID started, we're at a very very unique time where everybody's just like on lockdown. Um, so I had actually I had a conversation with one of my buddies at a park, uh, and we were like six feet away from a park because he was uh he was just with his parents at the time, and they're like, oh my god, no! And I was like, so we we sat down in the grass and we were just chit chatting. He said he had like a couple of these ideas. One of those ideas was uh, yoga for youth. Wow. <clears throat> so right then and there, I said, I love that idea, and I'll double down on that. Because instantly I knew it's a very underserved market. And that's something that I've always been um, a big proponent of. I was like, if I were taught the way or a positive way or a way of light at a very early age, you know, who knows where I would have been? I've been 20 years ahead and then where I am right now. 
because these are our children. These are, this is going to be the new way of life that's coming into, you know, adulthood. So what is the beautiful, what is the mindset we're going to create? What is the lifestyle we're going to show them? What is the love and compassion Mm. and empathy and service, a servant heart that we're going to show them? So while I say yoga, I've been practicing yoga for like a year, I think going on two years now, try at least do it once a week. Um, I actually did it because I was just tight, man. Everybody thinks it's like a flexibility thing, but it's not. It's more of a mindset. Yeah. And then from that and from yoga, you get a, a, a mindset. And from a mindset, you even actually choose to choose a healthier lifestyle because of what you're learning. It just opens you up in beautiful ways. Um, and especially at the last at the last like five, three to five minutes, you just get to lay down. You just get to be one with your body and you just get to hear sure. that beautiful you message. Yeah. So I'm in a very unique situation also to where my girlfriend, she has two beautiful children. They're at five and seven. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful ages to where their mind is so impressionable. They're like sponges. And now we can start commuting this beautiful message to them and start showing them a beautiful lifestyle. So we developed this, um, this, I say this page where we can start as a YouTube channel called Youngster Yoga. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be me. It's going to be Sabri. Her, her daughter, Sky and her son, Tristan, and our instructor, Debbie, um, that's going to be teaching kids yoga. Because obviously, through, it's like this all spawned from COVID. Right. Um, during COVID, when the first, the first few weeks of COVID, I guarantee parents were just freaking out. They're like, man, I need something for the kids to do. You know, I'm pulling my hair out. So our target market is going to be moms. Like no kid's going to type in kids yoga. No. You know what I mean? It's usually, it's our target market is probably moms from like 25 to like 40 that have practiced yoga for a few years that have gone through a pregnancy, have kids that are like five and seven years old, and they want something fun and exciting yeah. to do for them because usually yogi moms are going to want to have, they're going to show that to the other yogi kids. Um, and we're going to give them short, short form because short form is big right now. Nobody wants to go through a kid yoga session for an hour. Dude. Kids' attention spans are very low. Yeah. Um, so I, TikTok is so successful right now. Right? Our stories are 15 seconds. So we're doing our segments in like 10 to 15 um, minute segments, something easy um, for them to do in the comfort of their own home. I love that. Yeah. And so I am going to be there as like the father figure or the male figure, not only to help and support the kids and the wife, but to encourage other men to show up to do yoga with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To show up. And then they can be like, wow, this is great. We're doing this all together. Yoga is amazing. I've been doing yoga yeah. every morning, almost almost every night for months now. Finally, <sighs> change my life. Yeah, absolutely. So not only are we going to be teaching them about yoga, you know, as the channel grows and as we grow, we're going to be start teaching them about mindset, meditation, right, healthy healthy lifestyle, Maybe, habits, yeah. everything that can evolve from starting a practice of yoga. I love. They don't. The kids. The kids. Yeah. The kids don't even know about it yet. They're just excited. Oh, we're gonna be on YouTube, right? Right. Right. (laughs) But they don't know the transformation that they're going to obviously help with. And then also, like Sabri and I, we're gonna talk like as parents too. And then she's a single mom actually, so she's gonna talk about being a single mom and like um, doing that. But YouTube is very unique. Obviously, we're gonna have the class form, but we're also gonna have like a family vlog form, because family vlogs are very popular um on youtube like they literally have like millions and millions of subscribers it's actually pretty wild and i yeah. learned it from sky um so the the family vlog is going to be obviously more where you can learn about us and we'll get to learn us as characters and like our relationship and establish that and you can also come in from the class standpoint as well those count those accounts are killing it right now 
those channels. Yeah. Oh People yeah, like that stuff, oh, yeah. dude. So I don't know why, but you know it'd be fun. You know it'd be cool if, if you guys did is if you freaking um, for a commercial for your guys is for youngster for to push it is if you guys if you had both of her kids stand outside like a supermarket or a mall where like a lot of yoga moms go with like little microphones and like a sign that says like should kids do yeah. yoga and you're like just had and film them from a distance have them ask random strangers hey like do you think kids should do yoga and just see what the hell happens yeah. record it and then stream oh it. that's funny yeah that'd be that'd be a great little little ad right there that's cool. yeah for sure yeah. dude Dude, well, yeah. I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I thank you so much for coming on, dude. We could talk uh, forever, literally. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys see his name right there, Josh uh, Zuniga, 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 Josh yeah. Zuniga. And uh, is that the handle online? Yeah, same thing. You yeah. can look me up on YouTube, social media, Instagram. All the social profiles have my name right there. I'm telling you guys, uh, you're going to want to go follow his accounts. This guy is just, like I said, one of the greatest inspirations to follow because he's just taking action. He leads from his heart 100% of the time. And I think over the last hour, we've just kind of explored what kind of man that he is, uh, which is one of integrity. And uh, dude, I can't thank you enough for being here uh, and for showing up, yeah, man. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help promote or whatever it is with your uh, with your youngster yoga, like I'm about that. I think that's amazing. Everything I do is kind of geared towards having enough money or in-source or influence to help kids. So I'm all about it. Let me know if I can help. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. It's been such an honor uh, catching up with you. Yeah, and, sure. you know, from my from my heart to yours. Namaste. I see you. Namaste, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. Later, homie. Dude, you guys, I'm telling you, I just love that guy. I think that um, he's just... His energy and the way that he had approaches life with so much love and so much understanding and so much compassion, like it's just a rare find. So that has concluded another Marshall Gillen show. It is Thursday, June 11th. I hope you guys got some value from this. Hey, you guys, if you want to go on vacation with me, if you want to spend a week with me in South Lake Tahoe, just come on vacation with me. See how we live life. See how we do it. Come out there and be part of the plan. And if you don't want to, don't. Like we're gonna, we're going to be out there regardless, doing our thing. I have some rooms left in the house. Grab a room, grab a bed. Uh, I'll take care of everything else. Just show up, show up for yourself, and I'll show up for you guys. This is the Marshall Gillum Show. Hope you had some value. Make sure you share it. I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.